You're listening to the Premier Podcast Network. Welcome to the pinnacle of wrestling entertainment, Premier Streaming Network. Join us at watchonpremier.com to unlock the ultimate wrestling experience, curated to perfection. Immerse yourself in the spectacular world of wrestling history, where classic battles and unforgettable moments are at your fingertips. Join us today and experience the epitome of curated wrestling content, because when it comes to wrestling entertainment, Premier sets the standard. Be Premier. This is the MLW Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, to the Mind of the Meanie, your weekly peek into the world according to former WWE and ECW wrestler, the Blue Meanie. We'll cover wrestling, music, movies, sports, and lots and lots of useless knowledge all contained in the Mind of the Meanie. I'm Josh Chernoff, and he is the Blue Meanie. Meanie, what is up, man? Mm. Awesome. Mm. We're <laughs> I'm ready for a fucking laugh. There we go. Uh... <laughs> Join us again uh, next Monday for another end <laughs> credits. Oh, I'm doing pretty good, man. Go uh, inside baseball. Uh, normally we do this earlier in the day, but we had shit to do. Yeah. So uh, here we are, and uh, it's a beautiful, well, overcast Saturday afternoon. Yeah, how was it? You know what? Earlier this morning, I was out uh, out back, and it was kind of overcast, and then the sun came out, and it was really hot, and now yeah. it looks like it's going to rain. Dude, it's almost November. It's still fucking 70 degrees out. Yeah. Holy shit. But I'm doing pretty good. Good, I'm pretty man. good. Uh, my, my schedule got thrown off because I stayed up late for the Eagles game the other night. Mm. But uh, doing pretty good. That was yeah. a that was a game. Yeah. A, a literal Dude. game. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey. It was a win. Hey, a win it, is a it, win. It was a win. Um, yeah. Oh, I, uh, <laughs> in honor of... Uh, Eagles win. I uh, I gotta give a shout out to Marks and Reese. They played this the other day. It's a uh, a new version of the Eagles fight song I had never heard. Let's hear it. But uh, it's right up my alley. So here we go. Three, two, one. In honor of the Eagles' victory over the New York Giants. Here we go. See if it comes. So was that supposed to be them squeaking by, or was that yeah, them, or was that them shitting the bed for most of the? Uh... Yeah, that's been the uh, pretty much the the, the season for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And uh, uh, if you want to hear more about the Blue Meanie talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, Meanie, you were on an awesome show this week. Absolutely, you tell us a little bit about it. you were actually there as the Green Meanie. Yeah, uh, tell um, us all about it. Dude, uh, there's a kid named uh, Giovanni Hamilton. Awesome kid. Awesome, awesome kid. Uh, you know, he, he's got a lot of health problems and stuff like that. And he's, uh, 
you know, needs a, a wheelchair and a walker to get around. And he's been having a lot of surgeries with like with his jaw and stuff like that. And he's has to get elbow surgery too. He's got a, can't th- n- think of the name of the, his condition, but he's going through some shit and he's only like 13. But the, the uh, Giovanni just uh, went viral uh, maybe a year or two ago when he met uh, Carson Wentz at training camp. And uh, just his interaction with Carson and like he, uh, you know, broke in the, broke down into tears and it was like a really touching moment between him and Carson. So I started following him and uh, like he just became like this, you know, he's like the Eagle super fan and he's like, he's like always positive, always cheerful. And uh, he, uh, he's like the bright spot, you know, when you see, you think you see, you know, sports talk on the internet and stuff like that. You know, everybody's negative and stuff. But he's always got, like, a bright disposition, considering all the shit that he's going through. And uh, he's got a podcast now on the uh, Eagles Brawl Network with uh, Connor Miles. Shout out to Connor. And uh, I was on, uh, you know, Sports Talk with Giovanni uh, on the uh, Eagles Brawl Network. Shout out to them. Uh, And they had me come on. And, like, he's... He's only been doing a couple episodes, but he's had like had some heavy hitters on there, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he, he's had some former Eagles on and and stuff like that, and um, guys from Good Morning uh, Football, and uh, they asked me to come on. It was an honor. It was pretty cool. Uh, and the cool thing about Giovanni is he, um, you know, he's got his hair dyed green, you know, mm-hmm. Eagles green. So in honor of going on there, I did my hair uh, green. I was the green meanie for the for this episode, but. Uh, yeah, find, you can find uh, Football Talk with Giovanni on the Eagles Brawl Network. Uh, I have I I listen to it on Spotify. So go give him uh, you know give him some love. He's uh, a, oh, what's sorry, that, buddy? No, keep, keep what was going? that? No, that was, that's a that's a solid uh, ten seconds of podcasting we just did right there. Um, uh, <laughs> no, I I I interrupted you and then was telling you to continue. Oh no no no! But uh, uh, Giovanni, I, he he went he went viral for his uh, interaction with Carson, and then recently when Dak Prescott uh, broke his ankle, yeah, oh. he dislocated. It was horrible. No, that horrible. Did not look disgusting. Good. Yeah, it's like right up there. Like if I know we got a lot of people who listen to other countries, but uh, if I could compare it to anything, it's kind of like the sit injury mm-hmm. when you see it and you're like, oh, oh. just Fucking. flopped over. You know, yeah, my asshole puckered and everything. I was like, oh. Jesus Christ! Man. But uh, yeah, what you call it? Um, Giovanni, an Eagles fan, went out on social media and wished Dak well. Yeah, and uh, for a lot of people who uh, aren't familiar with American sports, the Eagles and the Cowboys uh, fucking hate each other. It's like the biggest rivalry. Yeah, and let's put football. in perspective. Nova is a big Cowboys fan, so yeah, and I think, uh, I think that's just or Eagles fans. Everybody. Yeah. Um, it took it took every fiber of our being not to turn heel on <laughs> uh, on Nova and his fucking Cowboys. Um, but, I did want to say Giovanni, uh, the Philly sports podcaster, can be found on on Twitter at real s j s Giovanni. That's G I O V A N N I. Uh, give him a follow. Join the over nine thousand people following this thirteen year old kid who. Uh, Man, he did that. That what you were talking about, um, as he called it, best day of his life. Um, when the Eagles tweeted out, 
that video of him that went viral. Um, and you look at it, it has uh, three and a half million views, that video. Yeah. Uh, that is pinned to the top of his Twitter. Take a look at it. Uh, follow him, support him. The thing that stood out to me the most when I was listening to you on there uh, was how, 13 years old, how good he was as an interviewer. It was great. And so knowledgeable about the Eagles um, football in general, but so knowledgeable about the Eagles that the two of you are sitting down having a conversation. If not for the fact that you didn't use any foul language, I would have just thought this was like you and, and, a, and a peer of yours <laughs> sitting and talking about the game. Um, it took it every fiber kid. of my being not to drop like a, a fuck or and, a shit. And it was a, a thanks to Mrs. Meany who yeah. yelled in when you were plugging mine to the meanie, yeah. uh, not kid friendly. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Meanie did a run on, on Giovanni's podcast too. Yeah. It's not kid friendly. I mean, it's kid friendly. Don't swear. So I was like, thank you. Cause I really, I had to watch my mouth. Oh, oh, yes. that counts. Yes, that counts. Mind of the meanie, Mrs. Meanie, round of Tracy. Mm, you don't have to come on. I just have to do the music because that constitutes a, a run-in. <laughs> Hold on. We, we went and got, I got lunch before. Uh, so, uh, hold on. Yeah, she's eating. Okay. We got some, uh, shout out to Nick's Charcoal Pit, by the way. My favorite place is that. He was plugging your show. Yes. I screamed, it's not family friendly. Yes. Eh, yes. In it, case, you know, the child you were speaking to <laughs> wants to go check it out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. But he's been to Eagles game, so. <laughs> so what? Nothing he's never heard before. <laughs> uh, I, I consider so us. You're like a lunatic on this show, and you sound trashy. You <laughs> like that. <laughs> I, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Mrs. Meany. I think we're family friendly depending on what. Your family looks like. Yeah, it depends um, the family. Maybe the Manson family. Yikes. Uh, uh, so yeah, no, that was great. Um, no, he was I really good. Everybody man. to go listen to that if you haven't yet. And he uh, the day right before the game, he put out his predictions and three of his fucking predictions happened. He, he called the the Jalen Mills interception. He called the uh, Brandy game uh, fumble, a strip sack. Mm-hmm. He called one other thing. I was like, geez. Uh, I'm going to predict for, not to show him up, but for the next few games in a row, I'm going to predict that something that we're going to do something terribly wrong. However, fate will work in our favor, and we will be given a second chance and then blow that second chance. And I think that's <laughs> going to happen at least twice in every game for the next, we'll say, three games. How's that sound? Yeah. Oh, um, his, uh, his syndrome is called Schwartz. Champel syndrome. I, I, I'm hope I'm I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's it's like a form of dwarfism. They said because mm. he's on. Uh, dude, he blew up so he blew up so much with the Dak Prescott well wish that ESPN did a story on him. Oh wow! So he's like, if you go on ESPN right now and look up Giovanni Hamilton, he's on there. And uh, Dak Prescott reached out to him privately and you know thanked him for the well wish. It was you know 2020 has been such a shit year. Yeah. That uh, I mean, it was actually cool to ha- to see something like that touching. Yes, you know, uh, uh, Giovanni's been a bright spot of twenty twenty. You know, with all the uh, the doom and gloom that's come out of this year, you know, thankfully uh, we have something that to be cheerful for. You know, and like 
every football team is garbage right now. Like, not just us, but, like, he's like, come on, guys. He's the little <laughs> rally cry. Yeah. Need, you know, he's so positive. Yep. Yeah. Even I- when our team's a dumpster fire. <laughs> and, and, but they all are. So and we okay. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, the you know... I think did you maybe you guys were talking about it on on that show and that's where I heard heard uh, you say this but the idea of you'd mentioned at some point the idea that what if we maybe it was on our show I don't know what if we were able to make it <laughs> to like the the Super Bowl uh, uh, I dude a, I, that's here's here's my thing I was like yeah the Eagles are in first place by half a point or half a win because they tied with the garbage right. fucking Bengals. <laughs> Right, but the, the, everybody mocked the tie when it happened. But it's actually why we're in fucking first place. Yeah, it's like it's du- it's double its sword because you don't want to be the best of the fucking worst. Right, because they're in the NFC East, which everybody calls the NFC least. Because and like everybody fucking sucks. So it's like, how great would it be just to piss off the football fucking purists? Yeah. Go into the play, get get a playoff berth with the worst record in football. And all you need is to get in the fucking playoffs and that anything and just, can fucking happen. Just win every game after that. I, I don't mean that as a joke. Like seriously. No, no. Yeah. But seriously. You're you're you you somehow fall ass backwards into the playoffs and then it's a new it's a brand new ball game. You slip then, on a banana peel and fucking yeah. get a couple wins and then fucking holy every shit. Every single game, it's just one game at a time. It's not unreasonable that that could happen and it would be hilarious. I almost want to make like a unruly sports declaration that if they win the Super Bowl with a losing record, I'll do this, but I don't want to do whatever I can, you know, think off the top of my head. So my, my, <laughs> buddy, my buddy, Johnny Marks from uh, WIP, Marks in recent afternoon uh, here in Philly, he's got, he's like, well, if the Eagles win the Super Bowl with Nick Foles, I'll get a tattoo of Nick Foles on my back. Wow. And, and he went and got the tattoo of Nick Foles on his back oh, wow. with the holding the Super Bowl trophy. So I don't have to do anything I'm going to be held accountable for. Yeah. For, yeah. But, uh, but uh, if the Eagles happen to slip in and fall into the playoffs and make it through, I'll, I will be laughing harder than any <laughs> Dallas Cowboys defeat I've ever laughed at in my life. And that's a pretty good laugh. You know, it, the best part is like, uh, I mean, that's what sucks about this apocalypse. Normally, we go to McCusker's after it's like an Eagles game, or I'll go to there to watch the Eagles game, or I'll go there to watch a Cowboys. Game. I watch Cowboys games just to watch them lose. Right, and uh, they're good for a good guffaw, like blooper or botch, as they say <laughs> in wrestling. And I laugh like like uh, Robert De Niro in Cape Fear. If you ever saw that movie, it's just like. <laughs> You know, he's laughing really loud in the movie theater and being disruptive and people are like, shh, you know, he's like, ah, that's me. It's like, <laughs> I laugh so hard that I just get abs. It's, it's amazing. Wow. But, um, uh, that's our that's sports the talk. Secret. What's yeah, that? That's, that's our, what? That's our sports talk for, yes. uh, All right, me. moving on to, uh, let's see, uh, wrestling, music, movies, sports. Okay. So, all right. Sports is done. Movies. Yeah. Uh, watch any good movie. Hey, have you seen the uh, the Adam Sandler uh, hubby or hoobie oh, Halloween? No. No. I have not either. But like, there's this part of me that wants to watch it because I just I want I want it to be what I would have perceived it to have been had it come out 20 years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's like 
I haven't seen an Adam Sandler movie in such a long time that I don't really know, except for Click, which was a good movie. Um, but Click, I Click got me, man. Like, yeah. Click got me in the, um, a little bit emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, um, but I... I really it makes me think of you actually that scene where uh, David Hasselhoff when he freezes him and he just yeah remember he gets up on the table Adam Sandler gets on the table and just farts in his <laughs> yeah. like in his mouth yeah and then they come back he unpauses him and he's just like you know like what is that yeah what does that taste but um, dude that that, that, that I've, well I thought you were going to think say because you know of our you know episode where we talked about time travel and be able to pause stuff and no. you know no that's no, always no. been my fantasy but, but that's yeah. you know it's amazing um it's such it's it's a really good movie if people haven't seen it um click is it really good as well i think it, it aged well yeah um but i haven't seen like like uh like billy madison or happy gilmore that i loved i haven't seen those in such a long time that i don't know if they've aged the way I, I hope they would. And so that's like part of me like sees, oh, Adam Sandler's got a new comedy thing and you've got Tim Meadows in it and you've got this one and that one. And I want it to be, I, I, I want it to be what those movies used to feel like. So I don't, maybe I'll give it a shot. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I see the reviews and it's like, mm. yeah. So but you got to check what are the reviews for his other films, you know? Yeah. Well, he's, um, he's like strictly Netflix now. He doesn't even go yeah. to the box office. No. You know, like I've, uh, I, I forgot who said it, but like, you know, Netflix was going by frequently searched whatever on their algorithm. They're like, oh, the most searched actor is Adam Sandler. Let's Bring have him on. do exclusive movies. So that's kind of smart. Yeah. Smart on him. I'm not hate on Adam Sandler. I mean, the guy, I mean, he's he's made his own little empire and he, he's got this his own little world where he hires his friends and stuff like I like Adam Sandler because every movie has like a Van Halen reference because he's a big Van Halen yeah. mark so oh, there we go we talked music as well yeah so yeah. the only thing we didn't talk is wrestling yeah <laughs> well um, dude uh sp well, speaking of movies we've been me and Mrs. Meany have been trying to watch like a Halloween-ish type movie a day yeah how's and that it, how's that it's going been going pretty good last night we watched uh uh, two uh, Batman, the first Michael Keaton Batman, and the the uh, second one that was pretty good. Okay, so that, they're so, kind they're kind of Halloweenish, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, in the in their kind of that like spooky, but things the the uh, uh, what was the th like the black light people, you know, that, yeah, that like fight in the thing like that kind of has a weird rave slash Halloween feel to it. But dude, last Saturday we watched one I had never seen. It's like one of those. I want to say it's like a cheesy eighties movies. It's called Rockula. Uh, Never with heard. a Dean. Well, I might be showing my age here. Uh, Do you ever see the movie Summer School? With who? Who is in that? Uh, Mark Harmon and Christy so. Alley and Dean Cameron was one of the teenagers I, in that movie. He was called Chainsaw. I don't think so. No. Well, he's got this whole movie where he's a he's a, he's a vampire and stuff like. That. I I won't get too far into it because I'm a shitty movie reviewer. <laughs> Blue me, <laughs> we do we should do a segment. Blue mini shitty movie reviews. Eh, I liked it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and here is Meanie with a shitty movie review. Eh, it was okay. And then they end credits. May start you know? doing that. <laughs> but no, it's been pretty. Can cool. that be a yeah. Patreon exclusive? Yeah, yeah. We'll Meanie put that. We'll put that in a. It'll be a twenty-five dollar tier. Yeah. So there's this guy, and he, he did this fucking thing, and uh, <laughs> I don't know his fucking name, but. Uh, Oh, that was man. the shits. Yeah. <laughs> and I, dun, 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 dun. I mean, I'm writing that down. Not that we're going to do it, but I'm definitely writing it down. Yeah. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, we've been, you know, it's, it's been nice to get out of because I'm mostly a, a documentary guy. You know, I love documentaries. I can watch documentaries on anything. But to actually get back and watch some movie movies, you know, it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yes. Let's crack this open. I'm thirsty. Yeah, man. So I've got, aha, um, citrus green tea. Dude, I, I, I saw, oh, okay. I, when you said aha, I thought you were just like, aha, this is the name of the, it's the actual name no, brand the, of it's yours. The, name, the brand is, we're going to turn, aha. Like the band, take on me. Yeah. Uh, take me on. I, I have Wegmans orange pineapple. Yeah. Well, I seen you grab the can. I was like, please don't tell me we matched two weeks in a row. <laughs> Here we go. You know? Go birds. Go birds. Oh. Oh, I got this too. So this is sitting on my desk. I didn't actually drink from it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so this is basically me if I were Frankenstein. Um, <laughs> and For the I, folks not uh, who can't watch this at home listening to our audio only, yes, uh, uh, there's some uh, Frankenstein's monster mug. With some wickedly thick fucking eyebrows. And thank you for clarifying Frankenstein's monster. Because I just called him Frankenstein, but that is, he's Frankenstein's monster. I'm guilty um, of it, too. I'm not being yeah. all high. I think it's just at this well, point, it's Frankenstein. Well, actually. You know, um, but if you want to see what this looks like, you can check out uh, this week on the October episode of So Says Chernoff. That's why I have it here. It was a little prop on my desk. Or last October's episode was on my desk as well. Um but yeah, I've got all kinds. Of, this this was a fun episode that I recorded today. Um, I was so I had various costumes on at different parts of the show. <laughs> so last year, I bought all of these different costumes to do. Um, the, the just every scene, I'd be dressed as a different wrestler, right. and um, one of the costumes I bought was a Bret the Hitman Hart costume. And so I never ended up doing it because we realized the time to change and everything while filming in the studio was just there's going to be a lot of sitting around, a lot of, you know, and, and we had, believe it or not, a live studio audience. Um, so it was all, you know, we didn't want everybody just sitting there while I'm going and getting changed because another one was Sting and I would have had to have done the whole makeup and all that. Right. Um, so I've just had it sitting in a box. Uh, so I took it out and I wrap up the show dressed as Brett the Hitman Hart. Right. But uh, I had just kind of sitting on display um, his pink sunglasses that I've had since I was a kid. I found them a couple of years ago and put them out on a shelf. And I found them in decent condition. They look good. So I put them on and <laughs> then I start to do my thing. I realize I can't read the teleprompter with those sunglasses on. So then I like lift them up. But when I went back and watched it and you'll see on the show, there's like a little like, like crap on my nose and like on my forehead. Is there like foam? The or foam on the inside just dry rotted. And as oh soon as God. I put it on my face, it just powdered apart. Uh, <laughs> on me. So, uh, so Bret Hart, if you're listening and I know you are, um, can you send me a new pair of sunglasses? Um, Hey, I actually paid. Um, this is, I'm all over the place today, but, uh, that's fine. But I actually have lost money to Brett the Hitman Hart or, really? or not him personally or whatever numerous times. So I put $100 down 
back in the day when I was, uh, I guess when I first started out on like the indies, someone put out a thing that they were having Bret Hart come in for like a, uh, a seminar. seminar. Okay. And I mailed in a hundred dollars. <laughs> I mean, I was a young, I was a kid, you know, mailed in a hundred dollars. Uh, spoiler, there was absolutely no seminar. Uh, Brett had no idea. And I found out cause it was kind of like shut down by Brett's people on his website prior to, so I didn't have to like show up randomly, but uh, I didn't get that money back. And then I ordered, and this just occurred to me, I ordered a pair of Brett's sunglasses for him to sign, to autograph me, probably like 10, uh, even more than that, 15 years ago, maybe. Right. Um, never came. So. Now, with the seminar, uh, was that like a wrestling school just setting that up? I or? don't remember. It was some. It was some I was going to say Adam. You know, I don't know who it was. Yeah, it, it was some. Uh, I mean, this was legitimately. This would have been two thousand four, two thousand three, two thousand four. Right. Um. So a long time ago. Um. I don't know. I think it was maybe some guy posting. I don't even know where I would have seen this. Like, I didn't do like chat rooms or anything. So maybe it was like, uh, like Wrestle Zone or something. We'll bury them. This is, they're in, under new management. So <laughs> they're the only news site that covers us. Why not bury them, right? Yeah. Shout out to WrestleZone. They're actually awesome. Dominic over there, always taking good care of us. Um, Dominic, Dominic is a good dude, man. Uh, dude, he was with us the, the last night we drank at McCusker's. It was really? the, uh, it was uh, like the night before the last MLW show, that which was at the ECW Arena. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he came out, and uh, that was our last time at McCusker's. And then I, the next day was, you know, we had the show, and that's when the world started shutting down. You know, we, they had the signs backstage, you know, yeah, no shaking did. hands, all that good stuff at uh, MLW. Calvin actually has pictures of those signs. Like, he didn't really. Like, I don't think he, like, I don't know if he put, he may have posted them, who knows. But uh, sometimes he'll take pictures of things and he won't post them if he thinks that maybe, like, the company wouldn't want right. something out there. But, uh, you know, s spoiler, we have a lot of rare footage at AEW um, that our hope is, like, Calvin's always thought of it this way. He took a bunch of videos of a bunch of random things from the very beginning of AEW through their first, like, you know, six months or so. Right. Uh, we were backstage at every single pay-per-view, the first Dynamite, a uh, bunch of other Dynamites after that. And his thought was, this is either going to be for my personal collection right. or one day, you know, 10, 20 years from now, AEW wants to do some sort of, you know, retrospective on the beginning of their company. We know no one else was filming these things. Calvin was the only one going around and they knew Calvin was filming these things too. So it's not like it was like a total secret because they actually asked him to film stuff for them. But being um, a creep about it, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I mean, what's this he, fucking creep doing? No, I'm just kidding. No, but they used to, yeah. And he had this really cool, like little, like he could hold it in his hand and it would do like a time lapse. Um, and AEW actually had him do a time lapse of the opening, um, the with the pyro and everything, the doors opening and then the pyro. Um, I don't know if they ever used it on anything, but uh, there's also a shot of me that I'm like going, <laughs> talking too much. We're going to send it over to you in a second. Oh, um, that's fine. That's good. But, there's a shot of me when I was doing one of the fight TV things and the AEW cameras were definitely filming me as like a behind the scenes thing. I think it was at the first, uh, dynamite and that never showed up anywhere. So I'm hoping one day they will. 
But, uh, yeah. Anyway, Meanie, what's up? I'm uh, I'm exhausted. I am. I am. Yeah. I had. I've had a day so far. You know, uh, it's tired, but uh, doing good. Feeling good. Uh, I went and got myself one of these uh Fitbit type gimmicks. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, Mrs. Meanie Tracy has a legit Fitbit, mm-hmm. and uh. I became like very envious real quick because she's got a new gadget. Because she's a toddler. Because I'm a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's pretty cool. Uh, she's got a Fitbit. I got a fake bit. Um, no, I went to go get hers in. Well, it actually pays off better that I have this one because I can actually read the screen. Yeah, and stuff like that. Like her screen is so tiny, and my eyes, I just probably would be able to read it. I just get tired and just put it down somewhere. So, but, uh, no, it's pretty cool, man. What um, is it? So are you, is your goal to, uh, like monitor your steps or is it, is it picking up anything other than that? I'm, well, it does. It monitors the heart rate, mm. uh, monitors my steps, monitors my sleep, mm. which is uh pretty cool. <laughs> I popped cause there's a, like it shows you a light sleep, dark sleep, awake. Yeah. So, uh, light sleep is light blue. Uh, deep sleep is dark blue. And awake is white, so there's a couple moments in there's white. It's like, oh, that's why I woke up to take a piss break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's not what that no, stop it. I, um, I had one. I had a Fitbit a few years ago. I went in a sauna, and that was the end of the Fitbit. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, that was a mistake. But um, yeah, they're really cool. I mean, I've I've gone back and forth about getting like an Apple Watch. Um, yeah, that's too significantly more expensive. Um, but just because I like the idea of, I've always wanted to be able to kind of like, uh, like Dick Tracy talk into my watch type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those are way too expensive, but the Fitbits, they're really good. I mean, it's been a few years since I had mine. So I'm imagining they're, you know, the one Tracy, I can't speak to the fake bit, but the, uh, the one Tracy has, I'd assume is even better. No, it's, it's, it's really cool. I'm not like really on a health kick more on like a health punt. But, um, but, uh, no, it's been pretty cool. Uh, you know, uh, my heart rate seems pretty good. I had my, uh, blood tested a couple weeks ago. I, my blood sugar's at like 97, which is perfect. Nice. Uh, or so they say. And so I've done, you know, just you're getting older. I just want to pay attention to shit. I've been drinking a lot. Like I was telling you, I got like the, uh, gallon of water. I've been trying mm. to drink every day and stuff like that just to, uh, feel better, you know? Yeah. I've been sitting a lot. Uh, no, I, you know what? I, I, I think it's awesome that you're doing that. Um, I don't think, you know, I feel like people sometimes get a little nervous about like saying like, Hey, I'm trying to, you know, get a little healthier to whatever, because it's kind of like, then you fit, then people are just staring at you like waiting. Right. You know, it's just like, does it look like right. he's lost half an ounce? Like, you know, we want right. to know, but, um, no, I think that's awesome, man. I think that's really good. Um, I, uh, I definitely, need to uh to get myself back in shape um yeah th- this this we've been pretty busy with the uh basement right i have been yeah so uh i'm hoping the so says sure enough i just filmed earlier today right here in my office i'm hoping that that's the last one i have to film up here um because we have we i sent you a picture yesterday um yeah. And we've finished all the walls. Um, we, I did some of that in between. So says sure enough and doing this, I was working in the basement too. Uh, hung a little bit more drywall. So we, we drywalled the closet in my office, which is cool. Cause I don't have a closet in this office. 
uh, the floor around my desk has become a closet slash minefield. Um, (laughs) So I'm really excited about having this new office slash studio down there. Um, And it's going to be really cool. I've got this uh, um, shelf that's going to go behind me. I need to see exactly where's like the right height because it's got, it's meant for um, like metals and stuff for people who like run and, and, you know, achieve. Uh, But I'm going (laughs) to hang my ties on it. And uh, so I need to make sure it's the right height and also have my ties behind me and, um, so it'd be kind of neat and I'll have my little detoff display cases with all my random crap, but, um, I'm excited about it, but yeah, we've been working in that basement. It has been, it's been uh, a lot. It's been brutal. I thought I like tore my rotator cuff at one point carrying drywall into the basement and then it turned oh. out I'm just a little wuss and it was just a little, a little boo-boo. <laughs> um, but, uh, no man, I was just, it, it, it's been beating me up and, uh, but yeah, Hey, we'll, you know what, we'll, we'll, once that's done, we're supposed to be getting our home gym, you know, put together at some point uh, in the next, you know, two or five years. Um, so hopefully that'll happen. And once I do that, I've like told myself once the home gym, like a dedicated gym area uh, and I know the home gym. I mean, it's going to be a room that has, you know, weights and a cardio machine. But uh, once I have a dedicated area, a couple shake weights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's for more personal stuff. But right. um, get those get those. Those forearms. Um, Those Popeye forearms. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> no, no, you sent me the photo. It, it looks pretty cool, man. looks pretty cool. Uh, we might, we're, we're in the midst of trying to turn our back bedroom. Like, I I know I said this a couple of weeks ago, we we're, were going to get a new bed. We got a new bed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we're going to maybe switch bedrooms. Like, our front bed, we we're in the front bedroom. We maybe move to the back bedroom because our neighbors are like chatty Cathy's and stuff like that. And, you know, way too early in the morning, mm-hmm. but, uh, the bed is like huge. So we're like, eh, we'll just keep it in the front room. But now we're thinking about doing the back bedroom into like, sort of like a, a studio and stuff where Mrs. Meany can do her videos. And you know, I could do this. Yeah. I could do the mind of the Meany stuff in the back bedroom. Uh, mostly because a lot of times I'm doing this, yeah, I'm like really, I'm like right next to the front of my house. And I'm, there's been a couple of times people drove by and just like honk, honk their horns. Or <laughs> I was getting nervous coming to this, doing this episode because, you know, they're doing work next door. You know, there's yeah. like, there was like, as I was setting up, there was like hammering and sawing going on. I was like, <laughs> oh man, I hope that doesn't bleed into the feet. But they seem to have uh, calmed down. Yeah, sometimes. I'm not hearing anything. Um, yeah, no, but awesome. I would I would love to be able just to do a show like on a nice day and have a window open or something like yeah. that because we were doing new shows in the middle of summer. I sweat, you know. I I get I get sweaty just tying my shoes. I get blown up tying my <laughs> shoes. So if I could just have an area where it's just quiet, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. Well, that was like so we have a, a dehumidifier running in the basement, mm-hmm. and once we put the walls up in my office. Uh, and I was able to walk in that's still with the door. There's no door there yet. You know, it's just drywall. Um, the sound of the dehumidifier cut in half as soon as I just walked in there and that's still the ceiling still open. Like I'm going to have a drop ceiling, which is pretty good for sound as well. Um, but we, you know, we had to, to be the code, we had to put, um, uh, insulation around the exterior walls, but I also put insulation in all of my walls in my office because, half of them are exterior, half of them are interior. 
So I put those to kind of, I'm just like, I want this to be like a soundproof barrier here, you know? Um, yeah. And I'm just excited about it. Also, like we talked about, you know, the room I'm in now is at the hottest room in my house in the summer. And mm -hmm. now I'm going to be in the basement, which is not going to retain any heat, you know? So it might get a little cold in the winter. So we'll, we'll see if I, uh, you know, how much I'm freezing when we're doing this. But, but that's another thing. Like we've got stuff going on, uh, alternative commentary, Coming up yeah. November 7th on Fight TV for AEW Full Gear. Meanie and I will be back live. Alternative commentary uh, on Fight TV. Do not miss that. Uh, but I will be down in the basement uh, whether that room is finished or not. And and it's, there's no way it's going to be like totally decorated. Uh, maybe it'll be painted by then. But, <laughs> um, but I'm going to be back down there because I can't do certain things. I can't do that late at night up here right. where my right. son sleeps in here. And so, yeah, it's stuff like that. I, I think is also going to open up. I mean, I feel bad for our Patreon members who like to watch stuff live. Cause me and I are going to be like, you know, we could just do like one AM. Like, why don't we, why don't we just do that? <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. Just like, yeah. I'm in, I'm in this room upstairs and I'm like, oh, I'm in the basement. Let's just do it. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's cool. Let's it's, jam. It's, it's nice to have, uh, any, like I like, having specific space for specific things. Yeah. And right now my office is like overrun with a hundred different meanings of, of for the space, you know? So Absolutely. But that, that sounds really cool though. I think you should definitely do that. And, uh, well, the cool thing is like Mrs. Meany, uh, and it should be fairly easy because Mrs. Meany, uh, made me this, uh, you know, podcasting cart. It's pretty much like a, it's kind of like AV cart you would see in high school. So it's just, everything's just here. I just got to take it upstairs. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's, it's a, it's going to be a really cool setup yeah. and, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good for everything. Uh, a buddy of ours, uh, Sebastian, uh, he, he just, he had a side business of, uh, you know, photography and stuff like that. And he just gifted us, gifted us him and his, uh, his wife, just, uh, gifted us, uh, some professional lighting too. So. But, me. Yeah, well, Mrs. Me. Meany. <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Not you. <laughs> You're definitely he use he gifted it, Mrs. Yeah. Meany uh, some professional lights. Uh, me? What do you got? A mouse in your pocket? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Meany's uh, getting hot over there. Nah. Hey, if you're hot, say so you're hot. Um. Uh, nah. It's, She's a trip. I love her. Uh, but no, it'd be pretty cool. Like, uh, like this, I have a ring light and I thought that was, you know, good enough. The ring light he just gave us or gave, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Mrs. Meany. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> before you see a fist fly into frame here. Um, no, it's, it's awesome. So we're going to have like, uh, like our own little studio, which would be nice. Yeah. That sounds really cool. That's something I, I know I'm looking forward to. And I think, uh, the fun thing for our Patreon members over at patreon.com slash mind of the meanie, uh, the fun thing for them is that they kind of get to watch our changes, you know, like we've definitely, since we started doing this on Patreon with the videos, um, we've kind of added like, you know, you have the sign there. The only reason I don't have the mind of the meanie sign is cause I'm waiting until I have my, my new setup, yeah. but it'll be cool. We'll have a nice, and then when we do meanie tunes again, we'll have to get new backgrounds, um, yeah. <laughs> for that, uh, 
We also have some cool uh, mic flags coming, little mic cubes. I'm excited. I'm excited. About. Yeah. I, I, like Mrs. Meany said, I was jealous of her uh, Fitbit because I like gadgets and I'm a toddler. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for our new mic microphone cubes. It's going to be really cool. And it's going to go along. We're, we're going to hopefully be debuting those for alternative commentary. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be it's going to be awesome because it's the kind that kind of goes around the uh, like the podcast mic. So yeah. it'll just like this gimmick right here, right there, right. What you got? No, it actually, no, it goes around the wider part. I know oh. my, mine's on a regular stand because my stuff's downstairs, but yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you have the same arm I do, but you just, you're just waiting to put it in. Yeah. The, uh, well, my arm's actually <laughs> still attached to the table. The table's sitting off to the side in the basement. Oh, um, okay. Yes. Yeah, so my arm, I already stuck my arm in all the way. Um, <laughs> Uh, hey, I do want to say, so normally we don't, we don't jump over to, you know, we kind of touch base with our Patreon members later, but uh, James Sorensen did write in, uh, hey, Josh, I have thought about being you for Halloween. How does one pull that off? Uh, I do want to say that um, Anthony Camarada said, James, get a kick-ass tie and be awesome. That's how. Uh, so I want to say thank you, Anthony, uh, to... Uh, one of my favorite people. Um, but also, James Sorensen, first of all, uh, don't dangle the dream and take it away. You better dress as me for Halloween now. Yeah. Um, that's amazing. Uh, no, I would say you have two options. You have the suit, which would be a custom tie, which my advice to you would be go to get a super cheap tie, the cheapest one you can find, and just put some paint on it or something, you know, paint on a little S on the knot, uh, get a zip up tie. So the knots already there. You go to tieoutlet.com. Um, that's, that's where I get all of my ties. Um, the, the base ties, not, not the, obviously the airbrushed ones. That's different, but, uh, yeah, man, you can go do that. So just wear a suit and shirt and get the tie. As long as you have that big S on there, and you'll know that, you know, people will know what you, but when I say people, no one will know who you are for Halloween, but, uh, <laughs> but we'll know. And then of course, I guess the beard, um, you got to put that little, I don't really have much of the chin strap going on. It's kind of more whatever. Um, but yeah, you have a little bit of like a, you know, beard in there and then, uh, just make your hair go up as high as, you, as high as you can. And, uh, like a, like think Jimmy Neutron. And, uh, ah. and that's pretty much to Matt Stryker once told me I reminded him of. Um, so yeah, I think you could do that. Uh, and I would absolutely love to see that. Please tweet that to me if you choose to do that. Um, we already know one of our Patreon members says they are going to a party dressed as the blue meanie, um, Tremendous. tonight, I believe they said. So first of all, be safe at your party. Yeah. Um, James he, he doesn't uh, have a suit jacket. Uh, what's that? Any jacket. Any jacket yeah. will do. It's just for the picture. Yeah. Any jacket will do. Uh, also, I guess I should be saying don't do the tie, but go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash off and get a shirt. But I think the tie is the way to go. Um, I, we, we actually, I was really hoping, I think maybe by the holidays, um, we had some issues with the printing of it, but Pro Wrestling Tees was actually going to be doing So Says Chernoff ties. Um, God, that's amazing. Which is awesome. And Ryan had like sent the the template and we had it. And then the printer got back and was like, this is going to be challenging to keep within like the lines because it has to be on a white tie and there's all different things. So we're working on coming up with like a, a 
different type of design on it. But uh, unfortunately, that's not going to be ready for this year's Halloween. Um, but uh, yeah, man, you don't even need a suit jacket. Just wear the tie. It'll be awesome. Please dress as me for Halloween. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Uh, speaking of Halloween, uh, which is, you know, Halloween is Mrs. Meanie's Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has been doing, and uh, awesomely so, uh, doing a different makeup look a day for her social media. So, so if you cool. go over Instagram, uh, well, just Instagram. Cause I know you posted on Facebook and, and, and the Twitter. Here she comes. We're going to get the lowdown. Yes. She could do it better than me. Okay. Here we go. Listen, nobody's welcome on my Facebook. My Facebook is for my personal friends. Okay. You can follow me on Twitter. Sometimes I share my makeup looks on Twitter, but Instagram is where you're going to find every day of October has a new makeup or costume look. Vomitus.maximus on Instagram. You can pr- I'll probably put it on my Twitter so you can see the spelling. Or just like look up the Blue Meanie and then find it on there because he puts me over all the time. The Blue Mini is, like, obsessed with me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Yeah, but definitely check that out. It's all, funny. She, oh, we're back. If you want them all consecutively, all of them are on Instagram. I don't I, – I might share, like, the best ones on Twitter, but it's an Instagram-only thing. Yeah, but it's really cool. Uh, last night you did uh, – I helped her for, uh, photograph. She was – I didn't – I didn't – Oh, I won't spoil no, 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 it. No, no. Okay, I won't spoil no, it. No, no, no. That one's the only full costume I have left, and that one I'm saving for Halloween. Oh, okay. then we can't. But yeah, there's can't a really it. cool one coming. Nice. There's there's a real fun one coming. It, it was like 3D ish. I was yeah. just like, I'll say that much. I was like, because yeah, yeah. she does like really so cool Deadly shit Boys with makeup. Or what's the? What's that, buddy? She, is she Devon to your Bubba Ray? Is that or not that 3D? <laughs> no, not that 3D. Okay. Uh. What, what? Um. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it. I won't spoil yeah, it. Yeah, hey, go. Everybody, yeah, should just I, go I, check I, it out on Instagram. Hey, brother, go to Instagram.com/slash/vomitus.maximus. So, or Mrs. Meany. You know, it's interesting what Tracy was saying about her Facebook is like for her like personal like you know in real yeah. life friends. Um, I've kind of had the same. Like, I have my. I hate calling it a fan page because. You know, it's but it's a page. I have right. my page, um, and of course, then there's the Mind of the Meanie page, and then we've got the Facebook uh, Patreon page. Um, but I do have a personal Facebook page, and because it's my real name, and you know, people will sometimes find me on there. So, two things to people who find me on there: if we haven't met in person, doesn't matter how much I love you uh, as a Pod Squad member. I had a hard and fast rule because not everybody that I've gotten to know. Uh, you know, I haven't gotten to know everybody, right? Like, me and you, like, you're the same way. Like, you know, there's some people that we really enjoy who listen to our show that we've gotten to go back and forth and talk to. Um, mm-hmm. But we also have a lot of people who listen to our show that we've never tweeted with, never interacted with, never had a call with. So I kind of just have this hard and fast rule that if I don't know you personally, um, then, like, if your phone number is not in my in my phone, I right. don't, you know, I just don't have you on my personal Facebook, um, which works out because I'm never on my personal Facebook. I am constantly on Twitter or on uh, uh, 
what well, like uh, never on Instagram, but Twitter or the or the Facebook page um, for the show. I'm always on there interacting with people. So you know, my personal Facebook page is really so that I can like wish people a happy birthday and stuff like that. Um, and that's so. a place for me to go. Uh, hey, I'm over here now. I'm charging my phone. Yeah, right. So <laughs> Yeah, all I'm ever on there is just to talk with Meanie. Um, yeah, because sometimes like my my phone battery will be down like five percent. It's like, ooh, I better charge this. But me and you'll be in the mid middle of a conversation, so I'll hop over to Facebook Messenger and I'll be like, ah, oh, let's talk over here for a little bit. <laughs> and it's good. Like the only couple, thing is, then sometimes like I don't know what to do. Like if we talk for a little bit on Facebook Messenger, but then like an hour goes by and we haven't talked, and I have something to say to you now. Well, now I don't know where you are. So then sometimes I'll message you on both just because I don't know where you are. So I'm like, yeah. And then I'm impatient. I'll message you on one and you don't get back to me within five seconds. So I'm like, well, I guess the podcast is done. Um, <laughs> the dream is over. Yep. Uh, it's man. a wrap. So, uh, so what else is good, man? What else is happening? It's been a crazy, wow. it was a crazy week. Crazy yeah. times in the it, world. It's just weird. We this is our first uh, show in a couple weeks where we haven't had a, a special guest co-host. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Um, we last week, uh, great response to having RJ City on. Um, yeah, RJ's the man. Oh, uh, that was that was so much fun to yeah. have him on. That it was just so much fun. Um, I almost felt guilty for keeping him on so long. But, I know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt guilty when I like kind of like kicked him off at the end, but I only did I did that for his own good because I'm like, all right, we're gonna go shill all of our merchandise. Like, I don't need to force you to stay on here for even longer, you know? Yeah, but he was a good sport about it, and he uh, the next morning he put it over on uh, RJ makes coffee in his underwear on uh, awesome. on YouTube, and then again on the his Wednesday night uh, after dark show, which was which is always a good time. Uh, his, 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 uh, streams are pretty cool. Cause you know, I'll be on there and sometimes David Arquette will pop in or, mm -hmm. you know, a bunch of different people, uh, Carrie Silken from ring of honor will pop in and it just turns into this. Like, it's like, kind of like our podcast. Like he'll say something that reminds me of something. And I'll throw out some, something in the chat and, and that becomes a conversation and stuff like that. So it was cool to actually, you know, go from doing that to having him on the show because, uh, and he even actually brought up a good point. He's like, I, what if uh, I come on and just like all our our good uh, verbal, uh, all our good conversations like dried up? I you know <laughs> we're so used to talking, you know, me typing and him reading, you know, the, the chat. But it's funny what if we I, what, was, what if we have no on screen chemistry? You know, <laughs> no, it was great though, and um, yeah, it was it was it was a lot of fun to have him on. I had never met him or spoken to him uh, yeah. prior to that, so I mean, we had tweeted a couple things back and forth once upon a time. Uh, so that was just so much fun because I'm I'm a big fan of his. Um, I I I do want to say that uh, I got a notification on my phone that I get notifications when people buy merchandise from us, right. um, and I got a notification that somebody bought a Sosa Chernoff uh, tie print T-shirt, <laughs> and I checked, and then I see here James Sorensen, uh, you're the man. I guess that that is the workaround. Wear the tie, the t-shirt with the tie on it. Uh, I am absolutely planning on a picture, and man, I hope you you get this in time. Um, so, yeah, uh, dude. The, look, look, I appreciate everybody who listens to the show, but the uh, the Patreon folks, 
have been really cool. Uh, you know, we, we did a whole bunch of, you know, calls yesterday and not yesterday, uh, last week, but yes, I don't even know what that day is, but, uh, and that was fun. That was so cool. And, uh, you know, we do these chats every week. So you just said something and then he, he went and bought the shirt. <laughs> I know it's, it, it's, it's so cool. You guys are awesome. And, and the thing is we've, we've been really lucky. Maybe last week we talked a little bit about the changes that are coming to Patreon uh, for uh, for our Patreon. Um, and I don't know if maybe the the fact that we said we're going to um, we're going to do the the grandfathering in of people who are Patreon members prior to December 1st, those people are going to um, be grandfathered in to what they have. We saw a spike in people signing up for Patreon. Um, so good do it. I mean, we're, we're honestly, we're more comfortable having you sign up and get grandfathered in at $5 or $7. Cause then we don't feel like we're, we're, you know, asking too much. So come on now, uh, be a part of it, but it's really cool. And like Meanie said, you know, we love the Patreon people. We love all of you. The only reason we can, we can confirm that we love the Patreon people is because we get to interact with them all the time. And that's as we record. Yeah. And so we really want, uh, we really want to be able to do that with more of you who listen to this show. Um, we it are really is like a tiers. sense of community. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, we're going to, uh, we're going to have more tiers that, uh, Meanie and I have been working on. Um, I'm just pulling hair out of my leg to get those tears to come. Um, <laughs> it's an old, like, it's an old acting trick or so people say, I don't think that it's true, but it's like the old acting trick of like, how do they make themselves cry? Oh, they pluck hairs out of their legs while they're doing a scene. I just, I just wake up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um. <laughs> and they just flow. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Um, but, no, we've got some, uh, I'll tell you what. Why don't we, for fun here, I will read one thing that we're going to be offering. I'm not going to say what tier. I'm not going to say what it is. But one of the things we'll be offering in the new tier. How about that? Sure. A little uh, tier tease. Yeah, a little tier tease. Um, wish I had this loaded up before. Uh, okay. Because we're always on time. Um, you will be able to, uh, for a certain price, after a three-month commitment, uh, <laughs> Meanie and I will follow you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, no, no, that's not it. Um, uh, hey, one of the things for certain tiers, you'll start, you'll get a, uh, a free shirt, um, for joining that you can only get if you have that tier. So it's like a specific, like mind of the Meanie, you know, um, and by the way, there's going to be some OG uh, Pod Squad shirts available to only the OG members as well, the people who were in from before. So uh, now we got some fun things. We got some really fun things planned. Uh, I'm looking at these and like none of them are things that I can really share. Um, but, uh, <laughs> and us following you on Twitter. Uh, I mean, that's real. We will follow you on Twitter if you sign up for the specific tier of Patreon. Um, but that's. Like that's not a reason to sign up. Don't. <laughs> that's that's a cherry on top. Don't you know? 
Like, really? Yeah. Don't, <laughs> don't spend your money on that. Um, what's Stop up, following man? me, sir. I don't even know. Uh, well, that's it for mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, it is too late. So we have. While we're talking about things that are coming soon, um, I mean, this it's not even breathing heavy, but uh, coming soon, we have an announcement next week. So if there is yes. ever a reason, um, there is ever a reason. To join Patreon. The reason is for next week's announcement. Because you will be able to get the announcement a day early. And we are going to plead with all Patreon members not to share the announcement. Um, because obviously we'll be recording a day early. And uh, that's another thing to note. We're going to be recording on Sunday next week. Uh, yes. Which is so... Uh, because obviously Halloween, you know, it's kind of a, a holiday for us. Um, but yeah, you're uh, you're definitely going to want to tune in next Sunday. Because um, everyone else will find out Monday, but you're going to want to know on Sunday. That's, that's all I'm going to say. This is such an awesome announcement. I'm so excited I, for it. I'm definitely excited. Um, again, I probably shouldn't even say anything because I don't want to spoil it. But uh, it's uh, show related, but... Uh, bigger <laughs> it's 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 like stupid awesome it is yeah. so like why why is this even happening type thing um yeah 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 uh but, uh, but so glad it is um yeah anyway i'm not even gonna say anything else but yeah um, yeah, yeah but, I it's know. Gonna, but it's gonna be big so we have a big announcement next week um that i'm really excited about and Minnie is really excited about um but uh, oh, back to uh, special go uh, guest co-host. Uh, yes. Shout out to Joey Campbell, who was yeah, on uh, the week before uh, RJ. Uh, and somebody, uh, I think it was Jeffrey Mitchell, uh, pitched the idea to do a BWO theme tutorial. Yes. And uh, I talked to Joe, and he is looking into <clears throat> not only doing like a a BWO song tutorial but maybe having a full-blown uh swamp candles reunion thing to where he'll get the the members from that era of the swamp candles which would be very cool like uh, people people he hasn't played with in a while to get together and do a special performance for minded amini and yeah. for our or our minded amini youtube ch uh channel so and I, I think that's something maybe we would try and figure out from a tutorial standpoint um, whatever we, we put up, will go on Patreon as soon as it's done. Um, of course. And then we'll, uh, and then we'll put it shortly after that onto our YouTube. Um, so everybody can enjoy it. But I, that sounds not only to do a tutorial, but then to get the, the band back together, um, yeah. to do that. Yeah, Cause there's been different, uh, different versions of it. Uh, Obviously, they won't have to get the singer because it's an instrumental. Mm -hmm. But um, it'll be very cool to see like who he can get. Like that 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 lineup was a, a really cool lineup. It was a uh, Joey on a guitar, of course, uh, uh, and uh, shit. That was so long ago, I can't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, it'll, it'll be very cool to uh, see him get that that 
version of the band back together and stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, not only go over to the tutorial on how to play the song, but do a special instrumental version just for our Patreon. He did something really cool uh, where they took a acoustic ver- uh Izzy Stradlin did a cover of Stuck in the Middle with You, with the, which everybody knows from the movie Reservoir Dogs and stuff like that. And they went and spliced themselves in with Izzy Stradlin and they did like, you know, they were like his backing band, unofficial backing band, yeah. unbeknownst to Izzy Stradlin from Gun N' Roses. Uh, the Swamp Candles redid the song with him. Uh, and that was pretty cool. So they're going to kind of do that in the same vein of like a, like a Zoom call where everybody records their part and then they splice it all together and that'll be really fun. I think that's so cool. Uh, I'm excited to see that. And uh, yeah, and you know, that's, we're we're trying here to come up with more and more fun things and it's it's awesome when our pod squad does it for us uh it comes up with a good <laughs> suggestion I'm like well that's a genius idea um but yeah some really cool things so any other fun ideas that you think hey that's something that mind of the meanie could do um let us know because chances are the only reason we haven't done it is because we're not creative enough to think of it um, the, mind of the, the mind of the meanie booking committee yeah <laughs> <laughs> um hey uh i'll be the kevin sullivan brother <laughs> Speaking of other people helping us out, um, do you want to go to an Ask Meanie Anything? We got a bunch of questions. Hey, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's do it. It's time to ask anything. Just like that, it's done. <laughs> um, all right, because we did we 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 did some last week, but you know, yeah, we don't want to not too much. Oh, yeah, we don't want to be uh, rude to our guests. Um. So let's start with some uh, some older ones that we we have back up. Uh, Anthony Camarata from uh, our pod squad, uh, our uh, Patreon page, uh, writes, what does Meanie think about the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and has he ever seen it performed with a shadow cast? Uh, the Rocky, well, it's funny. I always, yes, my opinion of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, because I always say ECW was kind of like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Mm-hmm in a way that like the crowd interaction like was like when people go to watch it at the movie theater, they know all the scenes of the movie. They know the chants, they knew the songs, they know the dances and stuff like that. Uh, I'm trying to, cause there's actually a really cool story. There's a cool story with the actual movie. The first time I actually, first time I actually saw the movie Rocky horror picture show. I like, I'd seen bits and pieces, but, uh, Back in like '95, uh, I'd moved back to Atlantic City, and a guy, a dude, um, that I trained with, uh, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon Lance Gunn, mm. his real name's Tim. Uh, he was running, he was running the show, and uh, I drove back from Atlantic City to like right outside Dayton, Ohio, like backwoods, whatever. Did the show on the way back home. I, you know, stay there, stayed at his house overnight. Was driving back to Atlantic City. <clears throat> I started having car issues, which is weird uh, in Columbus, Ohio, uh, because when I first went to Al Snow's gym, you know, the year before, my alternator died in Columbus, Ohio. So I, my, you know, I'm driving home Someone's to Atlantic. To it's, it's the curse of Frankie Williams, you know, Frankie <laughs> William, Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> I in that ring, I am afraid of nobody. No, you're afraid of nobody, sir. Uh, <laughs> Frankie Williams from uh, Piper's Pit. Um, so yeah, I, I started having car issues in like in uh, Columbus. Like my car started overheating, so I pulled over 
and uh, I pulled over. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And there's like a random guy. I was like, hey, man. Uh, I pulled over at like a Pet Boys. And then there was just like a dude. I was like, hey, man, can you help me with this thing? And like this, I'm talking to this like random guy outside of Pet Boys. And he looks at my car and he's like, oh, it's just a hose thing. And by the time we figured out and got the thing fixed, it's way too late to like continue driving. Mm-hmm. So, so this random dude was like, hey, uh, hold on. Let's see. Uh, was since it's a uh, Rocky Horror, was he a was he a satanic mechanic? Oh, <laughs> hi! Wow, uh, very nice. Fucking! She threw me off there. Um, so the guy did he invite you to stay with him? I just stayed at his house. Like, this random dude fixed my car. Like, and I offered him to give him money to, like, you know, because I guess he was a mechanic, and, you know, for shoot. But, like, he was he was working on his car. And I was like, hey, man, can you fix my car? And, like, I stayed at his place, but I slept on his couch, and we watched the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> it was like. Wow. That is. So, uh, kids, don't do that. <laughs> no, please don't just stay at random don't strangers' houses. But, uh. Yeah, and then I drove home the next day, and uh, that is amazing. I asked her really bad, <laughs> but um, <laughs> <laughs> oh and, no, and I had no eyebrows. Um, <laughs> oh, eyebrows—that's another thing you might want to look into for the Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah. Go out and get like a Eugene Levy costume. Yes. Or something. Uh, hey, have you seen Schitt's Creek? Love it. Oh, I just finished it. Dude, it's such a great show. Amazing. Such an amazing show. Um, well written, well acted. Yep. And, and like by the time an episode's done, you want to watch the next one immediately. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and they won. So, so they, they totally swept it at the fucking uh, Emmys. Oh, yeah. Which, it's amazing. But yeah, a tremendous, tremendous show. Um, Oh, but uh, Rocky Horror. Yeah. Um, What was the question? What did I think? Uh... What do you think about it? And uh, I, I, have you ever a great seen movie. it performed with the Shadow Cast? Uh, there's a convention that's like right outside of Philly, Monster Mania. They have mm-hmm. have it like twice, or they had it before the apocalypse twice a year in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And uh, the one time they had a reenactment, I went in there and I sat down and watched, and and it, they got a little bit too close. So I was like, oh, I gotta get the fuck out of yeah, here, like the performers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need Frank Furner fucking putting his ball bag in my face, you know. Just, <laughs> Not in I public. Like, I, I tipped the fuck out the back door. Um, Jeffrey Mitchell writes, uh, "If you Hello. could, if you could pick one Eddie Van Halen song to walk out to the ring to, what would it be, and where would the curtain point be?" <laughs> That's a great, uh, great question. I mean, like the go-to Van Halen song for as far as like ring music would probably be Unchained. Nobody Um, I that's not true. Uh-huh. Someone wants uh-huh. to. I think you're thinking about that weird. Remember, we did that really weird shit show in Orlando. That's it. Yeah. It was that because the people that do the Rocky Horror at Monster Mania don't put their ball bags in your in your face. They're very professional. They they put it in your hand like a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a it's like a heart. Do you, do you remember that? 
there was a weird sh- there was a weird shit show in Orlando. We, we, there, we could do a whole episode about this one convention. Well, we should we should have a we should have an entire shit show show where we talk about like all the worst. I mean, you've guys done it before, but like we've had some wrestling is like a bizarre planet. But then when you go and branch off into like you know uh, conventions, mm-hmm. this one was like a pop culture kind of thing. So it was like a mix of weird people that weren't getting paid and angry. <laughs> like it was the little girl from the crow. I mean, she's an adult woman. She was there. Yeah. It was, it was, oh. we, it, there she's was kind of a bitch. But yeah. <laughs> eh, well, it was her first convention and it was a shit show. You'd be a bitch too. Yeah. You were, you probably were a bitch. Who knows? Yeah. It was a weird, it was a weird thing. It was like a, it was like, it's supposed to be like this, pop culture convention and then like they didn't sell enough tickets so they branched together with like an anime convention <laughs> and i had they had me go up on st- it was like i don't want to even go we, we can do a whole show on that but i guess the good thing that came out of that we made friends with uh reverend schnorr from uh uh what's that show J- from jerry springer reverend <laughs> schnorr the, the uh drunken reverend from there he was really cool and we're still friends to this day um I actually came out to an Eddie Van Halen song one time uh, really? as a uh, a rib on me in DCW, which was like OVW's second tier type thing before I started wrestling for OVW. But when mm-hmm. I was down in Kentucky, and uh, they had me, they just kept playing like any every week I'd come out, and it was kind of like it was like a rib that I was like kind of in on, like I knew they were going to do it, but yeah. I guess I didn't really have any say if they were going to, but they weren't playing my music. Um, and one time they had me come out to uh, Dancing Queen, which was fine because it's a great song. Uh, yeah. And it pumped me up. But uh, then they oh, it's had good, me, It's good heat music, too. Then they they had me come out to Jump. Right. And I didn't get the, I didn't get the joke, like the rib. Right. Like that was, way, like it, it, it was very... It was very weird. Like that music hit and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And it was like supposed to be a rib, but it right. definitely wasn't. Um, One time uh, me and Nova were wrestling out in Detroit for uh, uh, Malcolm. There's this legendary wrestler from Michigan, Malcolm Monroe Jr. Uh, or Malcolm Monroe. There, His son was Malcolm Monroe Jr., obviously. <laughs> Uh, but A.T. Huck, who, uh, was a referee for ECW, brought us out, and, uh, we're, it was a, a really cool weekend. Me and, uh, Nova were on the show with Edge, Edge and Christian that weekend, and, uh, on the second show, uh, we just, yeah, we, we were hanging out, we got along with them great, so we went to the sound guy, and we just totally changed her, uh, ring music to Girls in Cars. <laughs> <clears throat> And uh, they didn't know. Like, like we're like, oh, guys, uh, pay extra uh, close attention to your ring music. They're like, oh, really? And they kicked in, and then they heard it, and they just went into full Rick Martell mode. That's and awesome. They, like they had been do- all the weekend. They, like they had been doing the, like this Rick Martell impersonation of like Rick Martell in the corner, where he'd be jumping back and forth with his arms. It's, I, can't, <laughs> I can't even do it justice. But they heard girls in cars, and they're like, ah. Oh. And their faces lit up, and they went into full like Rick Martel mode. But uh, back to the question of what Van Halen song I would come to the ring to. It would definitely have to be uh, 
Unchained. And uh, right as the drums kick in, because there's that opening. I'm not even going to try to imitate, impersonate it, but just like with the BWO song, there's the, like, a, the gong, you know. Uh, there's a yeah, the part in uh, Van Halen Unchained where it's like Alex kicks in with a that's the part where you come through the curtain. Nice. So, yeah, and I think a lot of wrestlers used Unchained back in the day. Steve Austin said he used Unchained back in the day. That's just like the perfect uh, ring music. They always play it like NFL games, too, and stuff like that to hype the crowds and stuff. So, um, Let's see what we have here. We have some good questions. Um, here we go. This one comes from at Mac to salad. Uh, would you ever make a return appearance, even if it's a cameo in the WWE? Yes. I second that for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, of course. Would you, would you insist that your co-host Josh is allowed to come with you? Um, don't insist that take the, take the booking. Don't. <laughs> yeah, that would be my Van Halen uh, bowl of M and M's with the yeah, brown ones removed. That's in your rider. Is that I get to uh, yeah. I get to wander around backstage, um, <laughs> going up to Vince McMahon. You remember that time? Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. Would would I? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get on it, Meanie. <laughs> I like when people. Why don't you just go back to WWE? It's just like oh. It's that easy. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I mean, you've just been sitting around here. Why, you know, every year Royal Rumble comes. Why aren't you just putting yourself in there? <laughs> well, that's the funny thing is, like, um, like uh, I have friends, you know, who are wrestling fans, and they're, they're cut. And I'm not being mean or anything, but they'll reach out and be like, "Hey, man, I got extra WWE tickets. You want to go?" I was like, "I can't sit in the crowd," and that's not me from just being like a diva kind of thing but like if i'm if i go to a show i'm sitting in the crowd people are just going to expect me to do a running yeah, yeah you can't <laughs> if i don't do a running i look like a pussy you know just so it's like yeah yeah there's uh, yeah there's been instances where uh like we went to a nxt show in florida uh we were on vacation down there and uh went with steve cutler to i want to see steve Cutler wrestle and I, I didn't even make a big deal about it. I just went and sat in like the toppest parts of the bleachers where mm-hmm. hopefully nobody saw me and people saw me. <laughs> so I don't, I don't want to like a deal where like, you know, people were, you know, is that breaking news. <laughs> yeah. I forgot the sounds of my phone. Oh. Um, yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. Breaking yeah. news. Meanie. Doesn't yeah. Silence his phone before. Show. You just totally that, fucked me off too, because I was like, "Man, I just shut the sound off on my phone, and then you hit the sounder again." I was like, "I went and it, looked at my phone." This is why they call us the most unprofessional professional podcast. Um, oh, and by they, I mean us. I think we're the only ones who ever said that. And by call us that, I mean we have a T-shirt coming out soon with that logo because Andy made one, and we had <laughs> had an opportunity to put it out yet. So there you go. Uh, also, James Sorensen wants to know. Uh, on the Mind of the Meanie Patreon store, can we please get uh, the tie design on a sweatshirt and jacket? Um, I'm going to say yes to a sweatshirt, but I don't know how you could get it on a jacket because the tie is right down the middle, and I'm pretty sure you can only print on the like on the sides of the jacket. So Yeah, that would um, be uh, interesting to try to fit in. Yeah. Uh, so what I recommend is you get a sweatshirt, and then you cut it yourself down the middle and then you <laughs> then you glue on zippers um anyway uh 
How did uh, James Sorensen asks? How did Meany feel being on the same card as Rock Austin one? <clears throat> WrestleMania, oh, WrestleMania the, fifteen. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Uh, well, the, the cool thing is I got to be on a, a show with Rock and Austin every night. Mm-hmm. So talk about being blessed. You know, I hate to use that term, but like as far as being a wrestler. I uh, I kind of broke in right at the right time. I was in ECW during their hottest period. And then I got to be a part of WWE, part of their greatest period and stuff like that. Uh, as far as my character, I think my character is more suited for 80s WWE. Yeah. But still, I got to be a part of the show. <clears throat> and uh, it was very cool. And I, I, I talked about this before, but like, it was awesome to be on that card, but like you know, we we got our uh, royalty checks and we're and they're t- saying, "Oh, it's the highest grossing WrestleMania <laughs> pay per view ever," and we get our checks and it's like a house show check. I'm like, and like a few people, you know, back in the day on when when yeah, well, and some messenger was a thing. Hey, did you get your check? <laughs> yes. Did you? Yes. And then it's just like, it totally wasn't what anybody was expecting. <laughs> Because, you know, it was, you know, the highest yeah, yeah, pay-per-view of all time. And then, yep. they, you know, you know, it's brought to you by Magic the Gathering and then whatever sponsors yeah, and, and stuff Mania like is that. is the one you're going to go buy. You're going to go buy a house outright with the uh, the check from. That's all the stories you always hear, you know. Dude, I heard a story. I'm not even going to say the wrestler. Uh, a guy just appeared on a WWE pay-per-view. Uh, me describing it would probably give him away. So, but like he, he was supposed to be in a match. He got jumped for the match. He didn't even wrestle in the match. And he got like a check. And it was like a, almost like a down payment on the house, kind of you know, like Jeez. five digits. And you're like, hmm. So you're you're like, oh, WrestleMania. I'm definitely gonna get a yeah. like this life changing check. Like, hmm. It's like a house <laughs> show check. You know, it's crazy. So, you know, I was expecting like you know, WrestleMania 2000 money. And I was, I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, what was the, this comes from, uh, Jesus Maldona do, do I, what? I don't know. Uh, let me try. That that. A new, <laughs> sounds like a new soda. I try that again. Uh, uh new, it's new Mountain Dew at Jesus spin time. We'll call him cause it's, it's Jesus or Jesus. I don't know. Um, it says the Jesus is his thing, so I'm gonna go with Jesus. Uh, the Jesus is all right with me. Uh, uh, oh, Maldonado is his last name. Maldonado. Hold on, Maldonado. Maldonado is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, here's a here's a name that might be a flashback to Philadelphia Indies. Do you remember Rapid Fire Maldonado? No, actually, <sighs> I don't. Like. Uh, mid to late nineties, early two thousands. Uh, I'm trying to think. There's a guy who I we when we were running three PW, we used to rent this ring, and uh, he's part of the crew that brought the ring. But like, he was a great worker. But his name was Rapid Fire Maldonado. So when you said that, I, I automatically wow. recognized it. But like, uh, he's not in the business anymore. But you know, good dude. He just he just brought back. You said that name, and it brought that, you know, a jar to memory and a, of a really cool dude that I used to work with back in the day. Well, I'm glad that my outing myself as being able to read at a third grade level uh, was able to <laughs> jar that memory for you. <laughs> Jesus Maldonado? Sure. 
Okay. So Jesus Maldonado, or is it Jesus uh, Maldonado? <laughs> oh, sure enough. Oh, what was your worst match, or who was the worst wrestler you worked with? Ugh. Bury some people, meaning we need to get on uh, Wrestling Inc. <laughs> Look, I've, I've wrestled some bad, I've had some shitty matches. And uh, a lot of names I've, I didn't even bother remembering. Like, you do a show, and you're like, oh, it's the promoter's nephew, and it's, I've been wrestling for 12 years, and it's been like one match a year. And you're like, oh. <laughs> Fuck. Um, I'll say this. Like, uh, as far as people I, whose names I actually remember, I'm not going to shit on the guy because he was an okay guy. But uh, this guy made it rounds for a little bit. The dirt bike kid. Mm. Uh, right. See, I, I, I don't want to bury anybody, but, like, he just wasn't that good. And he was in this match was in ECW. I want to say it was me and Nova against him and Mikey Whipwreck, maybe. And, and we wound up putting him over too. He's like, uh, he can't, he was like, uh, he, he would book Sabu over in England and got he, he was friendly with Sabu and he came over and Sabu got him on some shows for ECW and, I think he worked, you know, a couple, he might've worked in an arena show. And then we did like a loop through Boston. It was the same. It was the dog track where, uh, the mass transit incident happened. And, uh, me and Nova went to work him and Mikey. They're like, he, uh, they're over and dirt bike kids pinning you. I was like, I don't care about doing jobs. Right. I don't give a shit. I'll put a fucking broomstick over. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's about making moments, but it's like he wasn't there for anything. Like, and I mean, there for like we had a match planned in the back, and you're looking to feed for something, and he's on the still in the ring apron. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> it's like you know, uh, what's the Sandler movie with the golfing movie? Where he's like, the ball's not going in the hole. You're like, go in the hole. Yeah, that's your happy, yeah, like, happy Gilmore. The, yeah, I'm looking. At, I'm looking. At, I'm going get in the ring. You're supposed to be feeding me. Get in the ring. Yeah. I literally had to go over, pull him over the top rope, and just, like, put myself in a maneuver. And just, I was like, uh, uh. But uh, I felt bad, you know. I was, ang I was, that was the first time I actually, like, maybe stared down Paul in the, in the fucking locker room. <laughs> I sat there after the match, just sat there. He was at his table, you know, jotting in his legal tablet. You know, I'm just looking at him like, you know, I always do that look with the disappointed face where I just make the scowl and shake my head like, <sighs> which you can only see on Patreon right now. But uh, son of a bitch. I, 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 you son of a bitch. Um, but if you go on YouTube and look up, oh, my God, uh, great Sasuke did a match with the Dirt Bike Kid, and there was this tournament where it's supposed to be all masked wrestlers. Mm. And Dirt Bike Kid isn't a masked wrestler. <laughs> so I guess his way around it, this is in Japan for Michinoku Pro. Okay. It's a tournament of masked wrestlers. Dirt Bike Kid, not a masked wrestler. So he's wearing this like this face thing, kind of like, kind of looks like Bane. Mm. 
you know, like a Bane thing over his face to get around the loophole of not having a fully fledged <laughs> fucking mask. And like right as the match starts, he takes it off. Oh man. And the great Sasuke proceeds to beat the ever loving fucking shit out of him <laughs> in the match. He just it wasn't even a match. He just shot on him. it. Like oh. it uh the, the dirt bike kid i think went for something and sasuke said not today motherfucker and just fucking <laughs> proceeded to beat the fucking tar out of him and look i i shouldn't be the guy talking about it you know with the whole you know oh, well you got me not by jamie oh whatever but this yeah mine wasn't warranted uh but uh yeah so that happened it was like holy shit it's like right up there with uh Great, it was right up there with Anoki beating the shit out of that great Antonio guy. Did you ever see that? No. This guy uh, goes over to Japan, the great Antonio. Big guy looks like something right out of fucking Fraggle Rock. <laughs> he's just this big guy, big. He's like looks like Pavarotti with like this wild hair. Wow. And he's trying to do this this comic comedian shit with fucking Anoki. And like Anoki's hitting him with like moves, and he's going ho 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 ho, and like not no selling Anoki, and Anoki said, "Not today, motherfucker!" <laughs> and just starts proceeds to fucking beat the shit out of him. And that clip's infamous enough that fucking Bill Burr, comedian Bill Burr does like a voice, like talks about the match, and somebody overdubbed Bill Burr talking about this match with the footage of the match. It's oh, on wow. YouTube. I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. Yeah, look up uh, and uh, Antonio Anoki. Versus, I want to say it was the great Antonio. Uh, fuck, let me get my fucking phone. I'll tell you what, while you do that, we're going to go to uh, talk a little bit about homage. Homage. The best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. If you want in on the best wrestling tees in the business, Homage has you covered. All the styling, profiling, limousine riding looks from the rings of yesterday and today in super soft fabric and comfortable fits you can't get enough of. Yeah, that's right, man. Uh, I've been a fan of Homage for years. I've been wearing their shirts for years. Everything from pro wrestling to pop culture. And, uh, dude, I get so many reactions out, out and about in the wild when I'm wearing my Dusty Rhodes shirt or I'm wearing a... I'm a Funker shirt or my old school ECW shirt. Homage makes shirts that are comfortable and stylish and definitely retro, which is the thing I've loved about them for years. Mind of the Meanie listeners, you can use the coupon code MEANIE for 20% off your first purchase at homage.com. That's H-O-M-A-G-E.com. The homage.com. Freak out! Freak out! Freak out! All right. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, Antonio Noki versus the great Antonio. And the, the funny thing is I looked it up on uh, YouTube and there's this guy, it's called Aussie Man Reviews. And it's this dude from Australia yeah, who takes like viral videos and does his own like <laughs> commentary over it. And it's like totally like, crikey, he's beating <laughs> shit. Uh, he does like, he's beating up my guy, whatever, you know? So, yeah, it's, uh, and. I was afraid I was uh, confusing it because Antonio Noki versus the great Anto Antonio. Mm -hmm. I thought I was confusing the names, but yeah, look that up. And then look up uh, Dirt Bike Kid versus uh, Great Sasuke. Oh, um, James Sorensen had another question for me, sure. actually. Josh, were you ever oh, under a mask for... <laughs> what was that? 
You went James Torrenson with, with another question. Oh, go ahead. And you went for me. I went, ah, oh, fuck it then. Yeah, yeah. forget it. <laughs> uh, were you ever under a mask <laughs> for a match? No, uh, but I actually had two masks that I got in Mexico um, that matched, like perfectly matched my gear. And I just saw, they were just there, like um, at a shop when I was on vacation in Mexico. And I got them and I kind of had this like, I, I had, I hadn't wrestled in probably three or four years at that point. And I had this like dream where I was like, okay, I'm going to get these masks. I'm going to come back. No one's going to know who I am. So I'll just kind of go and like work a couple of friends like for fun and do kind of like a, you know, like a comedic type thing because I was all, my neck was beat up. I wasn't going to, you know, really wrestle anymore. And I thought, you know what? That could be kind of fun. I could do occasional. I was thinking a little like, um, almost like, like a, a Matt classic type yeah. deal, you know, where he does the, uh, um, jumps off the first rope as his, you know, high risk maneuver and, you know, things like that. So I, I but it, it never ended up happening. Um, I don't even know where those masks are now. They're, I, I never got rid of them, so I have them somewhere. Um, but no, uh, and they pretty much, I think they ended up, they were like Sinkara knockoffs probably. So like, you know, I, nowadays I couldn't even wear it anyway. But um, no, never worked under a mask. I'm a little claustrophobic as it yeah. is. So I don't, I, I mean, maybe now after 2020, I'm so used to <laughs> doing everything with a mask. Um, that wearing this that actually has holes for me to breathe through may, may have been easier. But um, he also asked, uh, can I give the costume a championship title adage? I don't know what that means, um, but you can definitely put a, a, a winged eagle. Kind of looks like my uh, old TWF one. You can carry that around on the shelf behind you. Um, <laughs> I've always heard you know people... Like who wrestle a mask, they say it throws off your depth perception and your it uh, must peripherals. Yeah, well, I mean, you have no. Oh, pardon me, that was uh, my phone dropping. Um, hey, you know what? I'll accept that because that was a Patreon member um, bumping up their uh, their their tier from five to seven. Thank you. Yeah, the notification knocked my phone down. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. I said what? Yeah, I really uh, appreciate that. Um, uh, so James also said, can we hear the Meanie and Bill after ice cream story? So you've told that uh, on the podcast before. Um, yeah. So that's what available if- in the archives at mindofthemeanie.com. Um, no, you can go back. Uh, if you look at each episode, I don't remember which one it was, but if you, but it, it was definitely in like the, uh, the review of the episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can go find that. Uh, we've given Bill after too much airtime. Uh Love Bill. Definitely, definitely not hair time. Oh man. Hi. Um. So, uh. Oh, James is now asking. He's trying to backpedal, so he's trying to ask you the same question. Uh, no, I never. You, I never. Re- I never wrestled in a mask, but uh, one time I did the show for Bobby Blaze in the fucking hills of Kentucky somewhere, and uh. I think I've talked about the show before, but I was Brian Rollins, whatever. And you try to do goofy shit, you know, or not goofy shit. You try to do something different. You try something different. Amazon show. I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm never coming to be back here again. So I walked to the ring and it was like a man, like as a fan, I was a big fan of the tag team called the Blackhearts. 
and they had these unique masks where the whole face was this this black sheet. There was like no eye holes, no 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 holes, no oh. mouth. You couldn't even see their faces. It was just a mask. And they had the coolest uniforms, and I mean, yeah, tights, gear, coolest looking <laughs> gear. And their masks—you couldn't even see their face, so it was like this mysterious kind of thing. I found a mask similar to that in a Halloween shop or something <laughs> like that. I was like, ah, oh, this will be cool to walk. I wore it to the ring, and I did like a big reveal. I took the mask off. I went, and everybody went. So, <laughs> that's that's as close to wearing a mask in the ring I've ever done. Uh, Anthony Camarada uh, says, this one is for both of you. Ooh. What is the worst bump you have ever taken that made you think twice about wrestling? Do you want to go first? Or? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, off the, uh, Maybe I'm forgetting one and it'll come to me, but I, w- I would say... I have two, but go ahead. I would say, uh, well, once I, I took a uh, powerbomb and definitely got a concussion. No, I mean, I didn't have a doctor tell me that it was a concussion, but when you hit the back of your head and the front of your head hurts really bad, you're pretty sure. Uh, also, when you don't remember all the stuff you did after that match and you remember being back in the locker room. Yeah. Um, but that was that didn't have the same fact. I would say the worst... The So it's weird. The worst bump I ever took was the one in OVW when I separated my shoulder... And it knocked the wind out of me at the same time. So I landed, separated my shoulder, and had the wind knocked out of me. I had never had the wind knocked out of me before. So that... It's a scary feeling. It's a scary feeling because you literally can't breathe. You're trying to breathe in and out, and it's just not for a certain amount of time. It's not happening. Um, I remember just like pulling myself up on the ropes and holding onto the ropes because I'm like, well, if... He can't do anything. The ref's got to get in the way if I'm holding on to the ropes. Um, and uh, uh, so I actually asked um, Al Snow about that that match uh, a couple weeks ago. I, I sent him a text, and he said um, that he was pretty sure they got rid of all of like the house show tapes from that time period. Yeah. Um, he said he would check, but uh, I never heard back from him, so I, I don't think... They have them, uh, which I I told him, I said, that's great because now I can start. If you don't have any tapes of these house show matches, I can start talking about what an incredible athlete I was and the, and the death defying <laughs> things I did at these OVW house shows. Um, but I never no saw that. And the reason I really wanted it was at the end of that match, I got beat up by guy, Andrew Vane and his partner, uh, Anthony Bravado, and they were beating the crap out of me. And that was when Al had to go back in the locker room to Drew McIntyre and was just like, are you waiting for them to kill him? Or because Drew was supposed to run out and make the save um, right. and say, fine, I'm just getting my ass kicked. Meanwhile, I have a separated shoulder. I am. And that was one of the worst bumps I was taking was they were doing. Vane had this move called curls for girls, where basically it was a, a it was a, a slam. Like, think, think uh, the world's strongest slam. Right. Um, but he didn't land with it. He would just up like curl me up and then drop me and just he I would just land however I was gonna land like he would just throw me down and those were stiff that hurt like a, a Terry Taylor calls that the sack of shit slam uh yeah I mean pretty much it, that, it, it just sucked but no I would say the worst one that made me think of, that that made me think twice about wrestling would be that that literally did make me think twice about it because I'll never forget 
going into the the bathroom afterwards and looking at my shoulder, which was kind of all, you know, and I remember, and I won that match and it was great. It was wonderful. And I remember I'm now back. I go right over. I'm looking in the mirror and I hear the next person's music hit and the crowd goes nuts. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm like, this is going to hurt for a long time now. And everybody just moved on, you know, everyone moved on. And if I get seriously hurt doing this, you know, people might be like, Oh, that's a shame. And then they're going to move on with their lives. And so it made me have start kind of having a a thought and I still wrestled for another year after that, but it made me start thinking, even though I'd hurt my shoulder, made me think more about my neck because my neck had consistently been an issue for me while I was wrestling. And that's when I started going like, okay, yeah, you landed funny on your shoulder. That easily could have been <laughs> landing because yeah. I had flipped, so I easily could have been landing on my head. And so yeah, that would be it. Uh, what about you? That you that know? slam is how I used to set up the mini salt for a little while. Like if somebody was coming off the top rope, I would catch them and just do mm-hmm. that slam. That way, I would have them in perfect proximity of where I sure. thought I could hit the mini salt. But as far as taking a bump, I was going to say like the first bump I ever took in yeah. wrestling school. You know, <laughs> just like. Oh, I'm going back to Jersey. Uh, that's <laughs> that hurts. That hurts a lot. Um, there's like two slams where I've taken to where it's like, well, one was a bump and one was like a self-inflicted bump. Uh, you know, was the was the Brian Rollins. Uh, it was me and it's guy Rick Matrix against the uh, Crippler uh, Ray Roberts and cactus jack and uh this was cactus jack's first match after the death match tournament mm. like where him and terry funk you know so he was burned, all burned. like his whole like there's photos of his arm like yeah. he, he, you know burned his arm and stuff so his arm was like still wrapped and stuff like that but i did the thing where i was gonna we were having like a it was in newcastle pennsylvania it was called a newcastle street fight just a hardcore match um, I got I got knocked silly, and that Mc, Mick hit me in the head with a, a portable, like a, a toy pool table. Jesus! I just remember being like, "What the hell?" But um, I, I was setting up uh, Crippler Ray Roberts on the outside, put him on the table. I was going to do a leg drop off the ring apron through the table, and just have a miss. Mm-hmm. But I went to do it, and it was the table. It was one. Of, it wasn't one of those typical tables that you know. You break down the right in the middle. It's like one of those botchamania tables that, you know, <laughs> refuses to put you over. So yeah. I go to do the leg drop off the ring apron. I hit the table and I slide off and I go tailbone first onto the basketball floor. And my tailbone hurt for like a year after that. And I was just like, oh man. Am I am I like am I cut out for this business? Like I, you know, it, it hurt a lot. It, it was like, but I'm eventually I started thinking, man, that probably would have hurt anybody. <laughs> uh, as far as like a bump I took that made me like, oh man, I, uh, took the super bomb from the pit bulls. It was, oh, uh, man. uh, I forgot what the match was, but Sandman and Gary Pitbull picked me up like for like a atomic drop and fed me into Anthony who's going to pick me up and super bomb me off the top rope and I, I they get me up i clutch around anthony's neck he picks me he stands up does the super bomb and the the bump had more to do with the ring than the actual people who were giving me it because mm-hmm. it was like the ring was like 
this is before we got our professional ECW rings and we were renting them from, I want to say from Ted Petty, you know, rock or rock. And there was like, so, like a, a beam that was out of spot and went, and they, they super bombed me. I landed right on this beam in the ring and my back was like this tore up. And I think my head, I think my head pretty much dribbled off the mat too. So I guess the one cool thing that came out of it, like I took the super bomb and it's like so unnerving because, and, which is weird because I'm used to climbing up the top rope, looking out and doing the backflip, but mm -hmm. to take that bump where you're just looking and well, you had no control. That's a, that's the difference. No control. Well, the cool thing is like I watched it back on TV and as I hit boom and my head kind of dribbles off the mat. I clutched the back of my head and I turned around. Somebody in the crowd hit an air horn right at that moment. It looked like my cell went in tune with the air horn oh. kind of thing. <laughs> so I was like, well, that kind of sucked, but it looked good on TV, so I'm not as mad. Yeah. But that well, whole yeah. night we went to uh, the Cylinder of Sin to do promos, uh -huh. and I couldn't even, like, bend over to, like, you know, tie my shoe. Like, my shoe was untied. I was like, hey, I would have to ask somebody. Can you, so, can you? so let me ask you um, – you know, obviously, I, I had done the, the OVW TV stuff, but that's not, the, the, I mean, and what they're doing now is amazing, but it's not the same as what you were doing on TV. And you talk about, you know, at least it looked good on TV. Was there a mindset for you of like, um, okay, this is a house show and this is a TV taping and this is a pay-per-view and is it like, I'm going to take, I don't mind if, it, if I get messed up on a, a TV taping or a pay-per-view, but dude, on a house show, I do not feel like getting beat up the same way. Was there kind of like ECW, ECW, we pretty much did shit we, we do on TV probably to our detriment, you know, yeah. we probably should get a little bit of, you know, you see uh, videos of Cronus on a house show and he's got like a crimson mask and stuff. Yeah. It's like, Oh man, <laughs> save that for TV, Brody. But, uh, yeah, we kind of went same. We were same speed every night. You know, Tracy Smothers uh, used to make a joke. He's like, "Man, if we ran seven, seven shows a week, he'd have twenty funerals." You know? <laughs> yeah. But seriously, though, I mean, that's kind of you know, yeah. you look at it and you you something like that power bomb had that happen at just a house show wasn't for TV. That's why I was like wondering, would you have looked at that and just been like? All right. Well, that wasn't. I'm. I'm glad the crowd liked that for a second, but that really wasn't worth it. But at least TV, you know, that's something that lives on forever. That's something that that can yeah. draw people back inside. It was just. There's a there's a off. there's an adage Al Snow, you know, uh, taught me. He's like, uh, I don't care if it hurts like hell as long as it, it, if it hurts like hell and looks like it looks good, we're fine. If it hurts like hell and looks like shit, then we got a problem. <laughs> You know, <laughs> if you're, you're, you're clubbing me, but the punches look like the whole thing looks like shit. Yeah. It's like, oh, but if you hit me, hit me with a good solid, right. And it <laughs> connects, but it looked awesome. Okay. No, it's looking as long as it looks good, you know, but, uh, yeah, as long as it looked good, man, I didn't care. But if it hurt like hell, hurt, hurt like hell and look like shit, then there's a fucking problem, you yeah. know? Um, let's go to a quick, uh, ad here. And then when we come back, we'll do a few more questions. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right. Like what you hear on Mind of the Meanie? Then come join us over at patreon.com slash 
Mind of the Meanie and become an official member of the Pod Squad. We have exclusive merch, monthly watch-alongs voted by you, plus you get to watch every episode of Mind of the Meanie live. It's like Fight Club, except we, uh, we talk about it. <laughs> but if you want to be a, a super secret Pod Squad member, come join us on Patreon. And aside from everything I mentioned before, you also get 20% off all of your merchandise over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Mind of the Meanie. And there's just so much more. So head on over to Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Check out everything we have to offer and become an official Pod Squad member today. Say hello to the Pod Squad, man. All right. Jesse Cage, uh, friend of the show. Nice. Right, uh, fastest land mammal. Uh, I got no answer for that. But uh, shout out to Jesse Cage; he's the man. He's got a he has a really good podcast called uh, First Match, where he gets a bunch of the guys on to talk about their first match and stuff like that. So definitely check him out wherever you know, you've been a guest on there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, fastest land mammal. I what don't know. <laughs> um. <laughs> The Dingbat Returns, right? Hey, I'm, I'm standing right here, buddy. Don't call me names. <laughs> what, uh, what was your worst? Uh, no, I'm sorry. That's the wrong person. Okay. What was the funniest thing you saw during your time as a promoter? As a promoter? Oof. Uh, I could tell you one. Not, not that I saw, but I realized I did as a promoter. Yeah. Uh, we were running shows for 3PW and we, uh, Todd Gordon booked a body bag match where you had to, you know, stuff your opponents in a body bag. It was New Jack, Sabu and Sandman. And, uh, I have a friend on the LAPD who got me legit LAPD body bags. Wow. So we had the match and... You know, at the end of the show, you're just fucking loading up and getting shit out of the building. I drove around for a good, like, six months to a year with these bloody body bags in the back back <laughs> trunk of my car. And it wasn't until I was cleaning my car out one day, I went, it's a good thing I didn't get fucking pulled over. Yeah, uh, and they go, sir, can we look in your trunk? <laughs> and I go, uh, you don't really want to look in the, And then it becomes this whole thing, and, you know. and So as a promoter, I, yeah. From a promoter, I, to, I told the story about a uh, guy I was working for. He, he's like, I, I'm trying this new advertising technique where I advertise the show sold out. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. Oh, can I get my money now? <laughs> yeah. I've seen a lot of promoters do weird things and fake a lot of heart attacks and stuff like that <laughs> just to get out of if you're a, if, a, if you're a young aspiring wrestler and they put in a battle role last – uh, make sure somebody stays in the locker room. Make sure the promoter doesn't run out the back door yep. with the the uh, the money. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, they like to fake fake heart attacks. Uh, Joey Carr, uh, Patreon member, writes: Raven is well documented as being a prick back in the day, but he saw me in a wheelchair with my service dog at WrestleCon 2017 and proceeded to sign three extra autographs and get Deborah to take a picture with me and Stevie Ray uh, to sign a few uh, a free autograph. Do you have any similar stories of Raven showing a soft side of any kind? Uh, you know, Raven's mellowed yeah. out, you know, since back in the day. 
there's uh there's definitely times where like me me and him hit it off right off the bat but then like i saw him and stevie a couple of interactions between him and stevie and i was like oh well i'll just be over here uh <laughs> uh i'll let you guys work that out i'll be over here um as far as a, a soft spot I mean, after the whole JBL thing, he reached out to me and, you know, saw how I was and stuff like that. And, you know, uh, yeah, it's really, he's, he's a really good dude. He is. He's a smart dude, good dude. Sometimes he was his own worst enemy. I think he would admit that, you know, sometimes. Uh, and, you know, some people thought he was a prick, but, hey, he, you know, there's things you do in the business where, you know, if you see somebody not doing the right thing, you know, you kind of have to, like, you know, there's times where he was like tough on me and Stevie, but he was so tough on us because we we, we did the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't realize that till much later, and then you become a trainer and you realize, man, I understand what Raven was going through yeah. when you, you're trying to coach somebody something and they're just not getting it. So uh, I wouldn't call it, say he was a total you know prick, but like you know, he was a perfectionist, and I learned a lot from him. And, and he had, thankfully, he thankfully he was that way because you know he, he I learned so much from you know just why just listen to Raven put a match together I learned so much and then to actually you know carry it out in the ring and watch it unfold and watch the crowd reaction to the things we had talked about in the back. Any idea cool. uh, how he's doing these days? Last I had heard, he was going to DDP to like work. I hope so. Know, get That'd be get great. himself in shape and get you know. Uh, and fix up some issues that he has because apparently his back is just garbage at this point. And like, uh, he, he was having shoulder issues too. Uh, and hopefully it works out. Uh, I mean, he lives right down there in Atlanta, so why yeah. not? But uh, yeah, hopefully he does. Um, I haven't talked. You know, oh, you know what? I, t- I talked, I texted him a couple weeks ago. I found a, an old photo. That I thought he might like. I was like, "Hey, man, I, I just scanned this. You want me? You want me to email today?" He's like, "No, nah, no, nah, I got it." And it was just like a random ECW. Yeah. There, I was. I, there was a, a moment I was going through my closet, and going through some old photos, and uh, taking photos, you know, for future uh, Throwback Thursdays and Flashback Fridays, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I found this photo of me, him, and Stevie. I was like, "Ah, oh, do you? Would you like this?" He's like, "No, nah, I got it." And that's about it. That was the the, the most of our conversations. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's in a good place and I'm happy for him. You know, he was, there's a period of time where he was in a lot of people's death pool and stuff like that, but I'm glad he got his shit together and he's doing good. Uh, James Sorensen writes cake or pie. Oh my God. Depends. Yeah. I think like, that's. Yeah. That's I mean, it, technically cheesecake is cake, right? I mean, it's cheesecake. They're not calling it cheese pie. And that's my fucking kryptonite, you know. I told you the story. We went to Raw and we went to catering and Tommy Dreamer comes up to me and goes, Meanie, I can't keep my game face on. I'm like, why, Tommy? He's like, they got cheesecake. Oh, and he's man. like, he's not even laughing. He's just like, matter of factly, they got cheesecake. So, yeah, uh, I would have to say cheesecake. I have a friend who loved cheesecake and he... Asked a question at the Cheesecake Factory once to us at the table. Is it normal to get aroused by cheesecake? I don't have clarification that he got aroused. 
but it seemed like everything was pointed in that direction. I mean, there's good, good cheesecake. And then there's a, that's like a, a that's like a fetish. <laughs> yeah, that's a different story. Like, um, did he ask the server? No, he just asked oh. me and some friends. Yeah. Oh. Um, I mean, in fairness, I wish he hadn't. That's the sequel to uh, American Pie. Yeah. Um, speaking of pie, though, uh, a good, like for me, like a good cherry pie or blueberry pie, there's a pie at uh, a Red Lion Diner. Which, back in the day, I haven't, you know, had it in, in a long time, um, mm-hmm. but it was my favorite <laughs> thing. It was so good. Um, I'm still laughing at RJ City sending Bubba Ray Dudley a pie at the Red <laughs> Diner. <laughs> Two pies. Two pies. Yeah. Ah, tell them that you have to choose between. Yeah. Sound like a good pie. <laughs> um, but uh, no, um, as far as pie, apple pie heated up with ice cream. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. We can Some do like a whole, uh, uh, like from Forrest Gump. Do what? Like the, uh, we got apple pie. There's cherry pie. <laughs> we got the blueberry <laughs> pie. <laughs> Yeah. Um uh but um Yes dear. Favorite pizza, James Sorensen followed up. Oh. So I I'm gonna ask you a question about pizza. Yeah. Do you like pineapple on pizza? I'm not objective to it. I and I'm about to I'm sure get some some hate. I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. People are it's disgusting. You could just go and put pineapple on a pizza. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Pineapple, yeah. good. Pizza, good. Put them together, delicious. I don't understand. No, there's nothing more the heat? that I hate than a fucking pizza snob. Um, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, put some fucking pineapple on there. I don't give a shit. I was, I was in Israel once. What? And I was. I was. In, <laughs> I, was I was in Israel. Okay. Um, and uh, we got pizza. That's so random. I was just well, like, no, what? no, no. It's just, yeah, it just has nothing to do with pizza. Just I just wanted you to know. Um, uh, I want you to learn a little bit about me every week. Uh, no, I was in, in Israel once, and, and we got like a bunch of pizzas ordered, and um, one of them they ordered, it was a corn pizza. It was cheese pizza, absolutely covered. It, n- there was not a, a bit of uncovered cheese there covered in corn. And I was like, okay, I don't know how I feel about this. It was amazing. Really? It was amazing. Um, and, uh, yeah. So. Well, as far as, as far as my favorite topping goes, uh, I, I get a pizza. It's, uh, I'll get a regular pizza with, uh, bacon and tomato. Bacon and tomato. Or you get a white pie with bacon and tomato, which is really good, too. So you'd have, like, sliced or diced tomato? Just whole round tomatoes. Like, so sliced? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. Or yeah, you just have a giant fucking tomato that they just sit on top of your pizza. <laughs> it just explodes as you bite into it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Did you ever fucking bite into a microwave tomato? Oh, my God. It's no. like lava. I never have. That sounds no. terrible, actually. Yeah. Um, but uh, we grew a bunch <laughs> of tomatoes in the garden this this year. Good for a you. A lot of them. Thank I'm you. I'm just kidding. 
Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I was being a dick about it. We're growing some tomatoes. Oh, good for you. Good for, yeah, good good. Fuck for you. Good to fucking ate them. Good for you. Um, yeah, you and your fucking tomatoes over there. Uh, tomatoes always makes me think fuck of Taz you on and your tomatoes. No, I'm just kidding. Taz on commentary Maybe. back in the day. I remember like they had like a food fight and he's just like, oh, tomatoes. And I was like, and I'm just thinking myself, and I love Taz and his commentary, his commentating is amazing. But I just remember at that moment going like, I remember when, when Taz was in ECW. <laughs> and I'm like, you never could have pictured that guy going, huh, tomatoes, Cole. You yeah. know, like it was like, it just a, you know, but. Uh, I was fortunate enough. I was fortunate enough in ECW to see like the humorous Taz, kind of mm-hmm. like uh, I, I've told the story before. You know, for every reason, like uh, people walked on eggshells around Taz and they're afraid of Taz, and rightfully so because uh, he was a legit badass. But mm-hmm. like one time, I'm walking into the ECW arena. I have I have on a shirt I call my Bert and Ernie shirt because it's like looked like a Ernie shirt. <laughs> he looks at me and goes, "Meanie." Horizontal stripes. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> just shook his head like, nope. And oh, I was man. like, I popped. I was like, man, everybody see Ted. You know, everybody else was like on the eggshells, like scared. But like, he was always nice to me. He's always cool. You know? Um, the last question we're going to do. Oh, no. What do you have to say? Uh, and one, I, want, I want to put over Taz, too, because I love Taz. But like, oh, Taz the first is time amazing. I, oh, I'm sorry? Taz is amazing. I love Taz. He's awesome. Yeah. Even though I wished uh, him a happy birthday, included nice pictures of me and him, and even told him I'm putting myself over at the expense of your birthday, and everybody liked it and retweeted it except for Taz. Yeah. Oh, who are you, brother? No, he. Hey, uh, Taz and I are tight. I'll fucking choke you out. <laughs> um. No, he's he's awesome, and and uh, he was one of those first people that like. Um. It was him and Tony Schiavone. I remember at AEW, like calling to me by name. Uh, like getting my attention and my going, oh my God, they know my name. Like yeah. <laughs> that was the first, you know, it was like the first time I was like, cause you know, you, you when you say like, Hey, good to see you again. They're like, Oh, good to see you again. That doesn't mean they know who the hell you are. Yeah. But like, you know, hearing that, I was just like, Oh, that's so cool. But uh, I that's a good then, piece of, uh, my, uh, uh, it's always a, like a good piece of professional advice I give to aspiring yes, young wrestlers. When you meet somebody, go, good to see you. Never say, never say nice to meet you. Always say good to see you because yes. if you've met the person before, <laughs> you go, oh, nice to meet you. And then, like say it's somebody important. You're like, ah, oh, uh, we met before. And that's I mean, like the worst feeling in the world. That is literally how uh, my marriage began. <laughs> so I'm not kidding. I've told that story before. When I yeah. met my wife, um, and, uh, oh, we just passed the anniversary when I met her a couple of days ago, um, October 20th, uh, when I met her and did you uh, celebrate it or did you forget that anniversary? Too? Totally forgot it. Uh, yeah. but we're bringing, <laughs> we'll, I'll bring it up to her in a few weeks, just like mine of the meanie. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> it, a month later though was when, like I met her after the show and it was all nice and everything for like a second, a month later I saw her at a mutual friend's birthday party and I went up to her at the bar and I introduce myself i'm like hi i'm josh and she's like we've met and that was and then she wouldn't let me buy her a drink and it was like really i had to work i had to work to get this um but uh uh, back to taz yeah uh the first time i felt like i was part of ecw was taz came up to me and asked me if i wanted to get an ecw jacket like we always got those those team jackets and it was like the first kind of like ecw team jacket Mm -hmm. it was the red 
jacket, black sleeves, the ECIB embroidered on the sleeve and your name on the front with the circle logo on the back, which I still have upstairs. And uh, he pulled me aside. I was like, hey, brother, come here. I was like, oh, shit, what'd I do? <laughs> oh, Here's the funny thing. It's like, oh, we we're getting these jackets, and uh, I wanted to see if you got one. I'm waiting for somebody else to, you know, get back to me on the jacket, but he hasn't gotten back to me yet. And then T- Sammy walks by and goes, yo, Taz, I'll get back to you on that jacket. He's like, oh, that was the guy. And, <laughs> but, like, that, that whole time I'm going, oh, I'm getting a jacket? And, like, I was like, oh, I guess they're keeping me around. Yeah, right? Well, yeah, I mean, that's little- amazing, though. That's yeah, That had to be an incredible feeling. That's why I was like, oh, I guess I guess I'm I'm part of the crew, I'm part yeah. of the plan. That and when they first put me in the uh, the opening mo- montage, you mm-hmm. know, holy shit, yeah. that's awesome, that, man. That's pretty permanent, you know. <laughs> um, Joey Carr asks any good Paul Heyman food slash lunch slash dinner stories. I guess he doesn't. He's not interested in breakfast. But he wants yeah fuck any, breakfast yeah uh, any uh, any Paul Heyman food stories and and another question been asked earlier uh, any by James Sorensen best Paul Heyman story you have whether it be backstage or a road story whatever it was so it kind of if you have one related to food share it but otherwise let's just see if we got a good Paul Heyman story I don't really have a good Paul Heyman food story other than uh, we filmed we did the uh, BWO. Times Square Christmas video, and we went out for pizza afterwards. That's about it. It's the only time I really had a meal with Paul. Um, he seems like someone who would be really specific about his pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we went to this place, and I wish I remembered the name of it. It was a really good pizza joint. Uh, we all, the, us and the film crew, and all went out to eat pizza afterwards, and he picked up the tab and stuff like that. Um, yeah, no real good. Paul Heyman food stories. Uh, what was the other one? What was the other question? Uh, just any good Paul Heyman stories. Good Paul Heyman stories. Um, just him. I always liked watching him go over a match with people. And as he's going over people, over the match with people, he became the characters he was talking about. You know, like if, if he's working on a promo, he would do the promo to you as you. You know, you know, and he could lay out a match in the back telling you the match. And as the match is going on and you're talking about hearing him talk about the match, you're kind of getting into the, the vibe of the match. Mm. And when he does the, and then the match ends, one, two, three, you're almost like popping like a mark in the locker room and stuff <laughs> like that. But He's uh, an amazing storyteller. Yeah. And that's everyone always I, talks about drinking the Kool-Aid and ECW and stuff like that. And what they're referencing I mean, some people are referencing it in a negative sense, but if you look at it from a positive sense, it's he had that. I mean, fans like myself, you know, we only got to really see that on like uh, Beyond the Mat, right? Like, yeah. But that speech that he gave, but it was real, right? And that's but you look at that and you're just like, that is straight out of any sports movie. You know, we're we're down by whatever, and and it's halftime, and we need to go back out there, and you know, it's. He had that ability to. It's like to the movie Any Given Sunday, the mm-hmm. fucking uh, Al Pacino speech in Any Given Sunday and yeah. shit like that. It was, it was straight up like that and motivation and yeah. And that's, talk to you and you, you, you could talk to you and then you go walk on fucking broken glass or yeah. whatever or hot coals. And people like, say the same. You know, they say the same thing about Vince McMahon that like I've heard many times. 
you'd walk into his office, you're all puffed up, you're ready to go, you're pissed about something, today is the day, I'm going to put my foot down, you leave feeling like a million bucks, you possibly have less than you had when you went in, but he has somehow turned it around to make you feel so good about yourself. That you forgot yeah. what you went in there to yeah. talk about. And it's just, that's a, uh, you know, that's a talent for sure. Um, but Paul Hayden, I, I, I kind of had one of those meetings with Vince after the whole JBL thing and they flew really? me into Sacramento and uh, I'm standing there thinking this is going to be a fucking hit job. Like <laughs> fucking Johnny Ace is like, yeah, you're going over on JBL, you're hitting the moonsault, all this stuff. I'm just, you know, I, I talked to John and I'm still fucking uneasy about the whole thing. And then, Triple H comes over and goes, hey, man, you, you okay? I was like, yeah, I'm a little nervous. He's like, I, you know, he's like, look, he, nothing's going to happen in the match. You know, if you know, he's like, you know what, hold on. And he comes back and he brings he brings me into Vince's office and, you know, Vince is watching uh, promo reels for of uh, Hogan Knows Best. And he's sitting there with a steak like, ha, 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 ha. And I mean, he go have a seat and like, there's like this room where he's got the TV and he's having a steak and I go over and they have these like L shaped couches laid out and I go sit there and it's just me, triple H, Johnny Ace and Vince. And like, I, you know, you know, gave my concerns and all this stuff. And then like, he's like, I guarantee you, uh, meanie that if he does anything, he will be fired. And he, he talked to me and I, by then meeting, I was just like, Oh, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing me back out, man. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. But uh, then we had the match, and they brought me back for you know a couple gimmicks, and uh, that was it. But uh, yeah, yeah, but Paul the- was a great motivator, man. He uh, he can. I mean, he would he would really go into detail. I mean, I guess he's catching heat now for uh, you know some of the creative with. WWE, but he's that's just him being creative in the WWE bu- bubble. You know, yeah. he's there's a lot. He's, like, wor- he's working with handcuffs on. You know, yeah. Like I, I've listened to Eric Bischoff talk a decent amount um, on some of his shows about his experience most recently with WWE, and he'll he'll be talking about things, and he'll be talking about how like certain aspects of stuff that he hates, and I hate this. I, I wish this went this way. Or I wish that. And your first thought is, but dude, you were there. You were the guy. And then you realize very quickly, he, not even the guy in his position, could do any of the, could make those, those changes that Eric Bischoff wants to. So you look at it and you see Paul Heyman, and who knows, like you said, handcuffed. Who knows how many ideas he had where it's just like, nope, not going to happen. He could have had well, the greatest idea, the greatest angle, the greatest anything. And because been nope, can't do that. So, yeah, it's kind of like being a head coach at the Dallas Cowboys. You know, Jerry <laughs> Jones is the owner. You could be the coach, but Jerry Jones is the fucking owner. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like when you like when you tell the Cowboys like, okay, here's the play, like go do it, and then they just you know don't know what the hell they're doing. Hey, yeah, I know we have but, no place to talk at this point. No, but hey, yeah. uh, at least the Eagles aren't the Cowboys. Yeah, um, fuck the Cowboys. Um. Here's a uh, a fun one. We'll do it. We'll throw another one in here. Um, sure. Just just because we're we're exhausted doesn't mean people should be cheated out of a full show. Um, yeah. Anthony Camarada says, uh, "What is it with wrestlers' fixation with poop? See, uh, seems it is used as a rib a lot. Not judging, just seems weird." I think this 
Vince has a thing for fucking poop humor. Yeah. I, I, anytime you think of fucking poop gimmicks, it's always WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I, one time, uh, forget what, it was during the Attitude Hour. I forget what it was, but I was walking by Richie from Magic, <laughs> and I was walking by his laboratory, and he was fucking, he had like a fucking crate of fucking Little Debbie brownies. I'm like, look at him. And he's like, I got to make some, I got to make poop. <laughs> so he was making like, he was making shit out of these like little Debbie brownie things. And I was like, all right. And I just took a brownie and ate it. I was yeah. like, all right. I'll <laughs> it. Sometimes I, some, that, you, know, you know, people, that was some of my favorite times at, you know, WWE TV was just hanging out with Richie and Magic and just yeah. stuff like that, you know. But, um, yeah, as far as poop, I don't know. I think it seems like a Vince thing. He, he's, but I mean, you always hear the story. You hear uh, uh, Mark Henry's poop sandwich. You hear about Randy Orton pooping in people's bags. Um, that, yeah, that was just a sign of dominance. I don't know. I guess yeah. you know. <laughs> I guess so, dude. There was this um, the, the story. <laughs> I don't even know if I talked about this one, but uh, there was a, a European tour. And uh, somebody shit in Sable's bag. And, uh, like, they were over in, like, England or Germany. And who I was over, you know, but, you know, over in England and Germany, they shit in their bag. And her bag made it all the way back to the States. <laughs> and her and Mark Marrow opened up their luggage back in the States. And they're like, oh, my God, they're shit. So I guess Sable was threatening the fucking uh, Sue or whatever. She wanted to get like a DNA sample from everybody in the <laughs> locker room to tell whose poop it was. And I'll never forget the, these words. Fucking Steve Blackman, who was like one of my favorite people to be around in the locker room because of, of his ill temperament. But uh, he's like, I'll shit in a bucket if she holds it. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Blackman was like, yeah. Yeah, because they were like, oh, she wants to get everybody's fucking stool samples from that tour. He's like, I'll shit in a bucket if she holds it. <laughs> Very, as a matter of factly about it. <laughs> I love Steve Blackman. Like, uh, traveling through an airport with Steve Blackman pre-9-11 was amazing. Because, yeah. you know, you go through, you get randomly checked, you know, stopped. At, Sir, can I look in your bag? And you'd be like, oh, okay. I've watched Steve Blackman put his stuff on a fucking conveyor belt, walk through, no beep. There goes, sir, uh, I need to look in your bag. He goes, No! Grabs his bag and he just keeps walking. <laughs> and nobody says another fucking word to him. I'm like, how? <laughs> and I, I double over fucking laughing. It's like, holy shit. Wow. So one time we're on a, a flight. I'm sitting in my seat and I see Steve Blackman getting on. And this old guy just stops in the middle of the plane. And he's holding up the whole fucking airplane from boarding. He's like slowly takes off his jacket, puts it in the overhead, slowly, you know, gets his bag, puts it in the overhead. I'm just looking at Steve Blackman, just like a kid, like, <laughs> like waiting. So I'm waiting for it. And just hear Steve Blackman go, come on. And the old <laughs> man just hurries up and rushes to his seat and stuff like that. Jeez. Just to see. And Steve Blackman was like, you know, as much as I loved traveling with Steve Blackman, he said he loved traveling for me because the way I would sell for him. <laughs> I would just fucking pop and sell for him, just like losing his shit in public and stuff like that. 
That's amazing. But he was a legit badass. He, um, you know, anytime yeah. like they would have the fake, uh, the fake cops, like they would have the indie guys come in and dress mm-hmm. as cops for you know Rawl or whatever. There was a time where like um, that, I, I want to say it was Pittsburgh, and they had these fake uh, cops. They had the real guns. Well, not real guns, but the the guns that look like real cop guns or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he told one, you know, Steve Blackman was like, aim your gun at me. So the, the indie guy with the fucking toy, you know, costume gun aims at Steve Blackman. Steve Blackman does this thing where he smacked the gun out of the guy's hand, turned around, and he had the guy, the gun pointed at the guy with like split second. Just like, as a matter of fact, they're like, boom, boom, boom. And he had, he had to point it right back on the guy. So that's he's like, and then somebody else went and did it. And he fucking is like legit martial arts badass. You know? That's like the, that's like Krav Maga stuff. You always hear, you know, like mm-hmm. that's nuts. I would love yeah. to be able to do that. Instead, I love I, Steve Blackman. Man. I just keep dropping like my phone and stuff. But. <laughs> Steve Blackman, that's cool. I, I've never really heard any Steve Blackman stories, you know? Oh, nah, like, he was a good dude, man. He uh is very dry wit. Mm-hmm. Very dry like Matt, he'll say something straight fit straight faced and you'll just fucking pop. <laughs> and you know he you know he meant it. You know, yeah. he, you know he's kind of joking, but <laughs> but not really. A guy who could probably like fucking snap my neck with his pinky, you know, and it's his thumb. You know, not even just snapping his fingers. He's just like, do uses two weakest fingers. He probably snaps somebody's neck. But uh, like, a, you know, badass martial artist. He was legit, like prison guard too. So he's seen some shit. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I said last question about ten times, but uh, I think we'll do <laughs> just one more question. Sure. Uh, again, from uh. James Sorensen asked what your favorite cheese steak, uh, cheesecake is. Excuse me. Your favorite cheesecake. Oh, favorite cheesecake. Uh, yeah. yeah it means a pumpkin cheesecake, which is probably oh. spot on. Should I tell now, this? Could the, you do uh, a pumpkin cheese? Could you do a pumpkin cheesecake in like a different, like in the summer? Or is that one where you feel like it's the fall? Like I want my pumpkin cheesecake now. It just doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter. We hold on. We got a good story here. Hold on. Okay. Uh, so before we were like together, uh, I had so I had this like checklist of like things that I was looking for in somebody that I would like to date, and. I shortened it to one question, which was, uh, would you join a cult if you were promised cheesecake? Um, the answer is no, I would not <laughs> join a cult. And like, cheesecake is like the best, right? I mean, you know. So uh, I asked, uh, would you join a cult if you were promised cheesecake? And his answer was, uh, is there graham cracker crust? <laughs> and then I fell in love with him. <laughs> because that wasn't an answer. That's not an answer. The answer is no. But I was like, yeah, you know, you're right. Well, a cheesecake without graham cracker crust is not a cheesecake, in my opinion. I guess. Now, I think the graham cracker crust is what That's, makes the whole thing. 
That's like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes the whole thing. I mean, it's so good. Don't get me wrong. It's still good, but, but it's uh, not a cheesecake. We're very into pumpkin cheesecake. We're, we've been in very into cheesecake right now, but pumpkin cheesecake, there's one at ShopRite that's really good. And then uh, ShopRite has one that's, um, it's like a mutant cheesecake crumb cake. Mm. Think like like you have I f- certainly it's got we the had it like two months ago. we had it like yesterday oh, yeah. but it's like half that it's almost like a coffee cake so it's like half the white cake part of like mm-hmm. a coffee cake then it's the you know That's cheesecake itself and then it's like the coffee cake crumb on top it's magical. That is good. Hey, yeah. while I have you here, two things. One, James Sorensen says, thank you, Mrs. Meany. You're truly, truly amazing. Hope you know that. Please tell her, Josh. Oh, you sweet boy. Uh, and then there's another. Um, oh, he says he really enjoys your videos. Um, I do as well. Um, Jeffrey Mitchell had asked, uh, if she's up for it, can we have a hashtag ask Mrs. Meany sometime? No, no. No. Well, there you go, Jeffrey Mitchell. No, Jeffrey Mitchell. He's a troublemaker. Can this can this be like a uh, what? If, what if it was like a hundred dollar tier? Uh, no, Patreon? I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but like, he's an adult man. Can't he like answer his own questions? Is this questions about him or about me? Because like, no, about no, about you. They'd be asking you oh, questions, not for well, you to answer Meanie's questions. Yeah, because like, although that is I helpful sometimes when he forgets. I. Oh. I, that kind of is my entire shtick on the show. <laughs> yeah, I love it. You're like, I don't want to answer his questions, but that's literally what you're here for on the show. I get, yeah, you know, I, I, maybe. I don't know. Okay, well, we'll think about it. Maybe someday. Okay. Um, and I've wanted to be. I've wanted to do videos. I just I'm I'm going to I'm going through some things right now. I'm not really in a video making mood, but soon I I would have liked to have made made another uh, Halloween one, but you know, my now, life is a there'll dumpster be, fire. There'll be many more Halloweens to come <laughs> here at Mind of the Meanie. <laughs> so yeah, soon, cool, soon, and I'm working on uh like he said, moving stuff around and like making an area for us to do our thing. Yeah, which makes so, it so much easier. Uh, I've actually started to pull out the desk in the middle room. I need your help. <laughs> not certainly not right now, but that's gonna happen. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh a, man, this is our uh, that's our go-to line. Uh, <laughs> I've made a mistake. <laughs> it's like uh, like Arrested Development. Um, What's what's his name? Joe uh Job. Right. What is he does he always say like I made a huge mistake? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, well one day I was getting in the shower and uh Mrs. Me watched me just put get in the shower and then turn the water on. She's like, Did you just get in the shower without letting it warm up? And I just went, I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and since then that's become our thing. I, I like I said, going, Yeah, I fucked up. I go, I made a mistake. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah um, but uh, we were going to have a, uh, um, you know, we're going to have our own little studio pretty soon. Awesome. I'm excited to see that. 
Uh, me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I, I think it's gonna it, it's gonna just make the experience that much more enjoyable. Um, and we hope that this has been an enjoyable experience for everybody. Same Z's. Yeah, that's that's it for uh, Ask Meanie and kind of. I feel like we're we're like this is the shortest episode we've ever done. I mean, we're over two hours, so it's amazing that for us, I'm like I'm like, oh man, like we're really really phoning it in here. Um, yeah, and there's but, some people uh, are like, thank God. Yeah, but I will <laughs> say uh, tomorrow, which is Sunday. We will be doing uh, a watch along and we will be doing a Zoom call immediately following the watch along. Um, I will send out all the Zoom information tomorrow. I guess I don't really know what to do, but we're going to figure it out. Um, so, we're learning Patreon on the members. Fly. So, uh, if you're listening to this on Monday, you, uh, you missed it. So, don't <laughs> miss it next month. Make sure you sign up for. Patreon.com slash Mind of the Meanie. Uh, we're having so much fun over there. Meanie. Uh, Absolutely. Instead of, uh, you know what, let's, let's Hey, do, you know what, yeah. before we go, uh, I want to over Mrs. Meanie's Etsy page. Oh, you must. Because I didn't want to say Pinterest. That's why I did a, uh, that long. No, seriously, go over to uh, Etsy. Look up Pinned for the Win. Uh, Mrs. Meanie has some uh, very cool sticker packs. Uh, and here she comes to tell you all Yay! about it. <laughs> okay, so there's stickers, and there's still Blue Meanie Fun Packs, and there's pins, and every order now is going to come with uh, four by sixes. So why is it so dark in here? I know that only the people watching can see this, but, like, why is it so dark? And as I turn on the light for it to end. But I have four by sixes of the tea party oh, that awesome. I took of the Blue Meanie with Brian Heffron. I have all kinds of four by sixes that will be autographed to you with every purchase. There's this magical one. Oh, it's so cool. You need to see this. And that one this. will have my autograph on it as well, but you don't get to pick. They're random. So... <laughs> You put in an order, you might get my autograph as well, because I have one of those now. But I, I, I took these pictures, I photoshopped these pictures, and they are all included. Well, one will be included with every order at Pin for the Win on Etsy. Awesome. <laughs> so yeah, man, uh, she did an excellent job. Uh, she spent countless hours, you know. Uh, drawing so many stickers and then countless hours photoshopping me the tea party photo and all so that cool. stuff. So that one is so yeah. cool. Head over to Etsy and look up him for the win and uh, show Mrs. Meanie some love. And uh, before we go here, I think we should also just talk a little bit about uh, where you can get some merchandise. Um, this is the first time I think someone has actually bought something from our, <laughs> our show live on the air, but um but yeah, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Mind of the Meanie for all the great Mind of the Meanie shirts. We have over there right now, there is a Boo Meanie Halloween shirt. So go get it now uh, before it's gone. Uh, well, it won't be gone, but it'll just be out of season. Um, and of course, if you want to support the Blue Meanie, uh, go to prowrestlingtees.com slash Blue Meanie. Um, Every BWO imaginable shirt you could want 
from here to Japan uh, over there. We've got uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash So Says Chernoff uh, for shirts like what I'm wearing. Sarcasm is my superpower. And then, of course, there is CollarAndElbowBrand.com, promo code Meanie. You can get some awesome shirts like what Meanie is wearing right there. What is that that you're wearing there? This is the uh, Collar and Elbow. Uh, it's like the Heineken. Yep. Irish logo. whip. Yep. 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 Love it. Uh, Al Snow and, and Rod Hicks are doing amazing work over there. Uh, they just put out the uh, Van Halen-themed uh, Collar and Elbow logo shirt, which yep. uh, I've been wearing nonstop. So uh, head over there, use promo code MEANI, and save 10%. And, uh, yeah, what else do we have to plug? Anything? Uh, go to cameo.com slash blue meanie, uh, BWO, and get yourself a custom video from uh, the blue guy, whether it's a birthday, uh, a wedding, graduation, uh, anything. You, is it, <laughs> you know, and uh, as long as it's not uh, something mean, I don't really want to torch anybody. So, uh, yeah. Go over to uh, cameo.com slash blue meanie BWO and I'll give you a well wish. And uh, we give all of you well wishes and we thank you so much for uh, for joining us here. Um, next week, big announcement. Really, really big announcement. So make sure that you tune in and uh, join our Patreon if you wanted a day early. But uh, we will be back next week. I guess this was our Halloween themed episode. Um, nailed it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, hey, follow us Follow us on social media um, At uh, Oh, somebody else just ordered more merchandise From us, I just got a notification We love you guys, you guys are awesome um, Gonna I, make me blush Yeah, we can't thank you enough It is so cool to be able to interact with you So cool uh, For you to want our merchandise um, again, um, you can get all that stuff at wrestlingtees.com slash mind of the meanie or on our Patreon, patreon.com slash mind of the meanie. Uh, visit us on social media at mind of the meanie across all platforms. He is at blue meanie BWO. I'm at so says Chernoff. Um, I kind of wanted to do that and we are out of time, but that's Conrad's gimmick, so I'm not going to steal it. Uh, so yeah, join us again next Monday for another trip into the mind of the world order. The world of MLW Radio never stops. 